Dog It Club is a podcast about three friends quantifying their love for television via a spreadsheet. This show contains explicit language and is not safe for little ears. And there is a perpetual spoiler alert in effect. You're listening to episode 30 of Doggy Club. Oh, buddy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> episode 30. I think you should oh. do the, this intro as uh, Abe Weissman. Uh, let me... I'm going to tell you right now. I'm just going to do a general purpose. Uh. No, even better. Uh, uh, Jeff Goldblum's dad from Independence Day. Right, our our Doggy Club's favorite Jewish character. <laughs> let me tell you something. My son David, he comes over to my house. He says, Dad, you have to watch this show on Amazon. I went, the people who send books to the, the book the book people. And I went, no. And he went, no. They do shows now. Apparently, they go from books. They were selling books, and now they got shows. So they, they no, guys, we're going to do Ms. Maisel. It's a great show. It's really funny. It's, uh, I believe we refer to it as being warm, balanced, warm, warm and sweet, balanced. and sweet and poignant, and we a little weird. I said that y'all didn't say that. Uh, I said that a lot of a good weird. performances, award-winning, award-winning. Award. You know what? Award won oh the my. golden statue for their <laughs> so dream job. En- oh, enjoy the episode. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes or your. No one ever gave me a writer. statue. And follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash dogitclub. Hey guys, uh, we're going to talk about Amazon today. Yay, Amazon. All praise our Bezos-based overlord. Praise Lord Bezos. Praise, praise Prime. Praise Prime. Let us lavish love and attention on the richest human being on earth, everyone. Everyone loves Amazon. Amazon is our leader. We love it so um, More specifically, we're going to talk about the marvelous Mrs. Maisel, and a little later, Good Omens, because I just finished that too. Uh oh. We'll talk about Lord of the Rings and Wheel of Time. Yeah, we're going to talk about all the stuff. Expand. Going to be stuffing in our face. I guess what my favorite network right now, I guess, has to be Amazon because they have <laughs> the Expanse and they're going to do weird shit with Lord of the Rings and Wheel of Time and. And <laughs> That's a damn, good point. Fuck me, yeah. man. Amazon is my favorite channel. Hadn't really put all that together yet, hey, but nearly all the shows I'm looking forward to are all on Amazon. You know when you need some 
some some wall hooks and some light bulbs and a and a and Net, a, Netflix. some new galoshes and a book and a and and that, that did apparently you apparently your favorite shows there too. Honestly, though, Netflix and, and Hulu, especially Netflix, has some really good original. Yeah, content. of course. But I think I think Amazon is but as good hype, or beating them for hype. Amazon is now winning for me because they're doing some bold shit. Yeah. Well, it's also got that one-stop shop kind of bullshit where you you could if like you can sign up for HBO through Amazon, you can sign up for Blair, you can diddly dip dip dip. And I, like, I, it's all just so right there. I resisted the Show Amazon Prime subscription for a long time up until then about a year it, then and a half ago. Then it became dumb. It became Yeah, it became almost one. impossible and then I needed it for work even to get stuff in two days. Yeah. So it just... The shipping So alone. I ended up getting it and when I first saw the... Go ahead, Justin. If you're in a big city, you can get stuff same day. Like yeah. the minute you click shit. like But even two days, amazing. Yeah. Um, But yeah, whenever I first got Amazon, I just kind of thought of Amazon as kind of this subpar... Um, you know the they bought some. I just thought of it like, yeah, they bought some licenses to some stuff yeah, and just they bought some slap a few things together. And <laughs> you know, it's kind of to get some cheap movies, some you know, cheap horror movies. They have everything. Yeah, so uh, it ends up being that I was Amazon, on Amazon has bandwagon a long time before y'all. They have Evans, no, but but okay, Evans library on Amazon is crazy. But okay, that's Evans bought library, right? So I in just, my mind, I collect oh, stuff. I made a decision to be done with physical copies of shit. I'm done having boxes storing stupid DVDs and stuff. It's, it's a useless waste of space. So in my mind, Amazon always had that. I always knew that they had a huge, awesome library of movies and TV shows that you could buy. Yeah. But when I thought about the subscription, I always thought about that it would be crap. Right. Like they wouldn't really put any good stuff shit. on there. I mean... You can get and the original, so cheap and so fast. And, and that leads me to the original content, which I mostly looked at prior to watching Marvelous Mrs. Maisel as... Subpar. Yeah. Jack Ryan. What is it? Jack Ryan? or That's or, pretty good. So Jack Ryan. I don't know. I have Man in the I, High Castle is very, is very good. You hear Lower people Seas. say that these shows are very good, but you never. I never had anyone at work go... <gasps> Taylor, have you watched such and such yeah. on Amazon? That never happened. That never happened. Have you watched <laughs> Jim from The Office and As motherfucking Jack have Ryan? Have you watched fucking Jack? Did you see, remember the part in the helicopter? You know, there none of that was happening. Around no, here. it. You recommended an Amazon series like you'd recommend a good book. Like, oh, it's a, it's real. It's good. It's, it's, it's good. good. Being, it's good. Being being in the <laughs> which isn't enough these days. Being in the golden age of television, basically any show you watch is going to be like quality. Yeah, it's going to be good. Good. It's going to be good. Let's not say any show, but mo- vast majority. Yeah, because there's some really yeah shitty stuff but, out there. But still. the majority of stuff you're going to see is movie quality television i would urge our listeners to take a look at a clip of all the cw uh <laughs> promos and see all their original content there is some schlock that I, is still produced i would also there. urge our listeners to stop l- watching like uh you know criminal minds and uh ncis there's so much better shit ncis miami i don't care what location that's part of the problem you're wasting your time yeah there's so much better I don't think we've harped on that enough things to our that, audience. Things that tickle your brain with thoughts. There's so, go watch, get a Netflix subscription, and watch. 
and just watch watch Black Mirror. What, watch whatever they're promoting. Just click <laughs> on it and watch it. Watch Big Mouth and laugh. Watch, I you know a show I've never seen. Uh, Long Longmire. Watch Longmire. Yeah, just it's, watch one of the ones that look reasonably that's high what my quality. Parents do my parents just pick something and watch well, it? Just it's probably good. My my dad is always telling me about all these uh, shows from like uh, Northern Europe. Yeah, that he's watching some weird show in Norwegian or something, and is saying how great it is. And I'm like, <laughs> how can anybody keep up with all this? Especially no. when you start expanding to foreign shows. Like like that's why I try to tell stress every to everybody now. Like now that I'm an out of the closet wrestling fan, when people are like, "Oh, you should," I'm like, "All right, here's the, here's the normal amount of shit people watch." I have that same amount, plus the exact same amount, if not more, of other shit to keep track of. I ain't watching that. Like, my dad, I try to tell it to my dad all the time. He's like, again, you should watch Longmire, or you should watch Justified. Peaky I'm like, Blinders. I'm like, Dad. You should watch. I've yeah. heard that one. You I've should watch Lindsay Pe- tell me I've I need to watch one. Peaky Blinders. Yeah. I've had my dad say I need to watch Justified, and I'm just like, I know I'd like it. <laughs> I know I'd like it. But I only have so many hours in the day beyond all of that television and some wrestling to keep track of. I also have games I want to play and human beings I want to interact with and pets I need to take care of or they'll die. Which makes perfect so, sense. But and, and plants. And I work. water plants now. And work. And work, which, boo. But it, on, a, on a side note, I just want to say, since FX was brought up, The Americans, in my opinion, is the best show FX has ever done. Basically, by far, my point. My, my point is basically, stop watching NBC, CBS, and ABC. Maybe watch the Orville on Fox and and Brooklyn Nine Nine on ABC for comedy. For comedies, for scripted sitcom type stuff, uh, networks fine. But turn off network dramas. But but when you put on network dramas, or you waste that have twenty five episodes or more a season, I mean, and they're all procedural. Agents of Shield is pretty good. No, there's some good stuff. There's some hidden gems, so we shouldn't mislead. But right. But Justin's, I get what Justin's saying. Prime time. He's ass, saying like, stop it, watching Law and Order, even though Law and Order, I would argue, is probably one of the better types. No, of I never Law and Order original. I, look, Law and that's Order. what I'm talking about. The original. I made a point not to say Law and Order, but CSI, NCIS, Criminal Minds, Chicago Med, Hope Fire, Police, whatever. Right. Turn it off. Chicago has ladders. Isn't Chicago. ladders one with no, it's a I fire, the, firefighter that, show? I, I love the idea that these <laughs> Chicago, Chicago <laughs> like these these extended universe shows, these these MCU for old for like olds. You know what I mean? <laughs> like oh, on NCIS Miami. Uh, no, no, it's the Chicago it's so ones are what's true. killing me. Like so true, on Chicago Fire, you got a fire, but did he get hurt? Did then all of a sudden he's in the Chicago Hope? Go place and the doctors are there and and oh and I actually and wonder sh- if there's any crossover in those shows. Or there is, there is crossover. You sure? Yes, really. I am. I am Between relatively the NCIS sure. and CSI. I am all the. No, I, he's talking about the Chicago. Show. No, I'm relatively oh. sure they all established that they are in the same universe. Oof, that's a terrible universe. Law and Order in. did it. Law and Order did it. They all do it. But Law they and all Order established they're in the same universe. In fact. Which uh, homicide life on the street and Law and Order are in the same universe because Munch Munch was in both. Yeah, yeah Munch is the connecting character. He went from Baltimore to to 
Which, New York. by the way, the show that Evan just mentioned was the uh, didn't David Simmons, the guy that did The Wire, I worked on Homicide Life on the street. Like he did Homicide and, first, and the fi- young firebrand detective in Homicide Life on the Street now is known as Raymond Holt on <laughs> Brooklyn Nine Nine, <laughs> and he's funny. Indeed, indeed, I love Andre Brower a lot. So going back, uh, Amazon to me was a subpar thing. I saw ads for, actually, Mar- Marvelous Mrs. Maisel was one of the first ads I saw that kind of made me go, oh. hmm. kind of looks interesting. I like time period, you know, dramas. Um, it looked high production value. And then I had Evan, of course, and Evan's, it was an interesting at the time, girlfriend. No fiance. Uh, yeah. yeah, much credit to my fiance, Ivy. My soon-to-be ex-girlfriend, then wife, you have to break up with them first as a girlfriend to them be them be your wife. They can't be both at the same time. It's obviously. true. Um, <laughs> There's got to be a breaking uh, point. You've got to be like, I'm breaking up with you as my girlfriend. That's and, the end of it. And now we are going to get married and be husband and wife. Um, she recommended it. And it's it's great. And it really, Ms. Maisel is all about, like, it's, I like the little slices of life like that you might not be a cut, like, know about. The life of a. <laughs> like upper middle class, middle class for the time. Upper. Upper middle class. It was upper. Uh, upper. Yeah, daughter of a f- professor. Um, Jewish, like the just the whole culture in the 50s for them. And it just was neat. It was like. I say upper because remember they had the they had the extra room, a whole another extra apartment and they were huge. I would say that, that she Manhattan. was upper. Were they not in Manhattan? She was upper. And he, his, her, you know, husband was probably middle because his parents were idiots. No, but her, her husband, Joel, right? Joel's uh, dad owned that sweatshop. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. I they would were say like they were probably rich. somewhere between middle class anyway, and upper middle so class. Like, somewhere in it's, there. It's, but they were low. You're awesome right. They Brooklyn were lower. 50s. They were lower class than. And, and this Bezos. girl is getting married young, of course, because that's what you do. Uh, and she's married this young, this beautiful young Jewish couple. And she's great and real funny and very personable. It starts off with her giving the toast at her wedding. And she just is super funny. And she's that kind of 1950s wit. Just sharp and she's great what is her name actress that plays uh rachel brosnahan Brosnahan. she she hosted in fact i watched the i will i'll watch a random episode of snl here and there when the host interests me she could have been on the cast she was so fucked i remember her from house of cards yeah originally she just she's just She's probably she, at a point where she doesn't need to work at snl anymore she no i'm saying she does wasn't on the show she could have worked yeah i agree uh, based She's on what you just said, yeah. sharp and funny and awesome. Honestly, carried. I mean, on a show filled with good performances, she carries it. She's wonderful. Uh, but she just her life falls completely the fuck to pieces, and she wanders into a comedy club and gets on stage and just slays it. Her natural wit shines through, and whole first seasons about her kind of trying to grapple with that and find what made herself funny and, and the, the whole process of a comedian i've heard people rave about the show it's very accurate and very you know and along I, the way she runs into like it's one of those like pseudo historical shows where there's real li- like there's a real life person being played by a actor lenny bruce who's a legendary 1950s comedian because this whole show is kind of based on the idea of him which is the idea that stand-up comedy you couldn't just get up on stage and say anything you would get arrested. 
Right. Indecency laws were like legit. And like these people would get up and start talking about real life and they'd all get arrested. Lenny Bruce was arrested constantly. He said nothing worse than you heard any comedian say. You know what I mean? Like he yeah. was a lot of people compare him to Carlin. If you know, it's like if Lenny Bruce had been born 20 years later, 10 years later, he would have been fine. But he was just such a tortured soul. He wanted to say all this stuff. And it just he never, you know, he's fascinating and his comedy is really funny. But, you know, she's doing the same stuff where she's talking about vaginas and dicks and boobs and real shit. Right. And it makes people really uncomfortable and she gets keeps getting in trouble. It's great. It's a great. I've never seen a show that tackles, I, I like, tackles all that. It, it tackles in that the, way. the comedian effort at the ground level and it makes you at feel that at that time and it makes you feel like they're building something because yeah. it doesn't just happen like no. in a movie with the five minute little uh you know song and dance like she's and trying suddenly to figure out what works and crowds you and have to watch you have to watch her go through some stuff you know it's not like a smooth selling ship the whole time you know and i like that it adds a lot to and it. i like joel's pa- I, first i didn't know what joel's whole deal was going to be and then i ended up liking joel almost as much which as her. is interesting because joel i felt the same way at first i'm like god i even was telling stephanie i said this guy because she was busy doing homework i was this husband you have he is such a douche that's what i was saying yeah. but then then gradually you're he, like he grows oh, joel. On, he grows he's on like me. theon you know you, yeah. you hate him then you're like oh well, you start to you start to understand him a little more. His and mom. And once you start meeting his mom, and you meet his, you kind of grapple and realize what the the, the deal is with his dad. You're just like, oh, and you like, realize oh, he's you not poor fucking guy. He starts out, he's made some terrible, done some terrible things. It seems like, but he also you figure out as he goes along, he's trying. Yeah. Well, that's 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 the crux of it. Like he, the reason she knows what co- where the comedy club is is he wants to be a comedian and he's terrible. <laughs> yeah. And and so she goes with He's him to really support bad. him, and she helps write jokes. So she already has this notebook filled with stand-up material that she's using for him. So then, when when he breaks up with her, and and she runs into the club, like she's sl- that's where it all comes from. And it's just it's a neat 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 story. She shows up in the club in like her bathrobe, like- and and she just speaks her truth, and yeah. it's super funny. All the stand-up scenes are legitimately funny and they're shot to be like to respect the jokes and the fact that it's someone up on stage telling jokes it's not like there aren't conversations with comedy in the background if there's somebody you know generally if she's on stage it's it's shot like it's a comedy special almost and man whenever if her joke doesn't go well that show makes you feel uncomfortable yeah. yeah very uncomfortable and 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 the guy that plays lenny bruce is I love so him. good. He's he just good. does that thing where he's just then he takes out his penis, and you're just like, it's so funny. He's so honestly, I can't recommend it. It's, it's shits on Spotify. You should listen to Lenny Bruce because then when you're laughing at something really raunchy, you have to think in your head like, this dude was telling this joke when your grandparents were young. Yeah, and, and not only that, but the joke he was telling was illegal as like hell. he went to jail for saying this. Yeah. He, all of his shit was he was a tortured genius that died penniless and sick and sad because he was never respected in his time. He was a genius. And I'm glad that 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 like they say there was an uptick and people learned li- you know known about him because of yeah, his Maisel. I didn't. He's something else. I've got a few I've got a few of his I got a few LPs with of Lenny Bruce and it's just it's so fucking funny. 
you can tell it's just a brilliant observationalist just knowing how to spin a yarn. He just would tell a funny joke, tell a funny story. So, Evan, what's your rating? I have it in an 8.88 just because it was such a fun breath of fresh air. It's a good drama that's also really, really funny. Like, I couldn't just call it a... What would you call it? It's a a drama comedy, and then it's whatever they call like the time period piece. A period dramedy? A period dramedy, yeah. Like, because... Comedy definitely belongs. What's his his guy's name? Monk? Uh, Tons. What's his name? I don't know his actual name. Fucking him, Monk. Yeah, uh, monk. He he plays her uh, Tony Tony Shalhoub, Shalhoub plays yeah. her dad, and the interplay between uh, Kevin Pollock, Kevin Pollock, who plays the uh, Joel's dad, and <laughs> and and fucking it's Tony good. Shalhoub is it's amazing. you can tell it's two Jewish comedians just wanting to <laughs> just there. This is honestly my it's good. I'll tell you my favorite scene in I the whole know show. What it is. My I I cracked up so it's so the the you know uh monk uh Tony Shalhoub's character Maisel's dad is a college tenured college professor and he's very tweed jackets and with the and and Joel's dad's you know Kevin Pollock's more like hey I own a sweatshop I'm a big piece of shit I don't know right uh and he always you know talks about like I saved a bunch of Jews Right. But so so they're they are always at odds, and he comes to the the Kevin Pollock's <laughs> shop, and he's and and he's po- like I forget what it's about, but it in in the end, like uh, Kevin Pollock turns to a rack, pulls off a gun, and goes, "Hey, take a coat for your wife," and 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 to the way Tony Schlub's like, "No, Joe, or uh, I'm not gonna, no sir," and he's and he's like, "Take the coat." <laughs> <laughs> he's like, well, if I'm gonna take the coat, I'm he's gonna like, give you some okay, money. Okay, you it. know what? Fine, I will take the coat, but I'm gonna leave you a little bit of money. <laughs> I'm just like, gonna leave her, and he's like, nope, eh, I'm not good. And he's like, I'm just gonna leave her in here. <laughs> and he bags out of the dirt a bit. I'm gonna take the coat. And then after he's gone, Kevin Pollock just shakes his head with it, and he looks down and at the money and just slow. And the and the timing that it takes him to go, and he just picks up the money. And Puts it in his coat or in his billfold. It was just that the whole interaction is just, it made me laugh so hard. Just the way, and, and then you, there's a ton of those. Yeah. And then Tony Shalhoub, like when he go, when he follows his wife to, to France mm-hmm. and he's in the little cafe and they go, he goes through the whole thing where he's arguing with all yeah. these men. And then later on, he's like, I don't fucking understand him. Yeah. I'm just, he it doesn't even just, like them. Either, I don't though. even like them. They don't like me. <laughs> I don't even. I just yell at them. It's just but, yeah. Oh, but but God, every day, funny. He, but every day he goes to the cafe and sits with those guys. Yeah, weird. Just so like those two were such weird. Like her her parents, those two. That whole France sequence was the most silly, funny. What a silly, fun show. Like, it's 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 weird it how it builds and it just builds and builds and builds like to to these big. There's a lot of, of scenes it, like, that are tongue in cheek. How I don't know how else to put it. That, There's a surreal element to a lot of the scenes. That's why Alex Borstein I think is in the show because she is so odd. 
there's something. She's this odd little pixie sprite that doesn't quite fit there and seem like yeah. she's there. Right. She's just floating. There's they literally play on that to the point where when she shows up at like house sitting for for Maisel, her parents come home and like, who the fuck are you? Like right. it was just. She, I liked Alex Borstein because I couldn't quite figure out what that character's deal is. It's living in a closet, just being weird. Same clo- like it was just an odd. Thought. By the time the season's over, you haven't figured it out, but you, it doesn't really matter because she did good. She was a good, weird right. interplay with with uh, with with Maisel was just so sharp and funny. You see, like I said off off mic, you can see why Alex Borstein has worked for Seth MacFarlane for like twenty years as Lois because she's yeah you know she's she, she like I she's like I said she has like a Don Rickles quality to her the way she delivers jokes and kind of carries herself and I think that's we were talking off mic earlier and I was saying that uh, it wouldn't be popular to say it but it's the truth for me is. Uh, it's not that she's bad. It's just for me, she's not odd. No, she's not the strongest point of the show to me. It's not yeah. what makes the show stick out. She And it's partially just me, a general, I can't put my finger on type of thing. She doesn't make me laugh as much as some of the other people, characters on the show. But she does a good job. I'm not arguing that she's doing a bad job. I just, it's it's that sort of humor, not quite my thing you're wrong no, fuck um okay so uh evan yeah, 8.8 8.8 8.8 8. 8. 8. Uh, justin i have it at a 9.2 it was evan's number nine show it's my number six show uh it's it's a it's a it's funny it's sweet it's like hopeful um it kind of gives women a voice in that time period when they didn't really have one it definitely strikes a better chord on the feminism thing like than i think mad men does with a lot of you mentioned that stephanie has a hard time with mad men my mom has a really hard time with mad men even though they acknowledge like i realize that there's some women empowerment stuff peggy's nothing but women empowerment and mad men but you do have to sit there and watch a lot of really blatant sexism because it was just during that it's an accurate show Ms. Maisel, it's there, but they don't have it so much on the forefront as Mad Men did. Maisel's a very empowered character. Yes. And that, that so, and, but that's also the Jewish community was a little bit more open-minded at that time. The, the tone of... of it, so it's not a show Maisel, that's trying to like Maisel, put on blast injustices. Ms. Maisel gets to basically be a feminist show without diving too far into showing the hardships of yeah. women. And so I think Mad Men gets a lot of hard... Uh, it's hard to watch for a lot of people because... That's what the show is about. You have to watch it. And it's not tongue-in-cheek. Right. It's real. And they make it as real as it can be in Mad Men. Mad Men's not meant to be tongue-in-cheek. Well, in that way, I think this show is is more balanced. Oh, yeah, definitely more Between balanced. Between comedy and drama and, and those types of issues. Mad Men has... The comedy in Mad Men is, is a totally different type of comedy. Yeah totally different form so anyway the comparisons can go on between Mad Men and Mrs. Maisel but speaking they're of, very very different shows speaking, oh, yeah. of, speaking of John Hamm he's in Good Omens playing the angel Gabriel and he's fucking great like he's such a dick we still need him as Superman <sighs> yeah true 
<laughs> okay, and if everybody has been probably wondering what my rating is Everyone's for the show. Everyone's wondering, Taylor. Uh, I was the last one to watch it, and I don't have a rating up. I thought I had put a rating up, uh, but I didn't. It's time. It is time. So do I need to rate the show? Yes. Can you categorize by my it is. sequential list, it is. please? So let's take a quick look here, people. I'm going over to the spreadsheet. I'm taking a look at the spreadsheet. <laughs> uh, the tailor makes his move. He's looking. So he's, he's, I would like to. He's finding his spot. Talk about it like it's a golf tournament, Evan. Um, he's, uh, he's in the ninth minute. <laughs> he's looking. And, and I, his hand is moving away from Eight him. So point two seven. Oh. Is how it's gonna go right now. Score from Taylor. So he hates it. He hates the journey. Shit. Almost tripped over the cord. Microphone and 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 earphone cable. So it's a real. I sandwiched it between Avatar: The Last Airbender and The Americans is above it. I couldn't, and I'll tell you why I did that. I cannot. Mr. Warnkin, you <laughs> earlier said that The Americans was the best show that FX ever made, but according to your list, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia is a far superior show. Would you care to comment, sir? <laughs> Are you a liar? <laughs> Are, sir, you're evading, it's, the, it's, you're evading, sir. Are you a fucking liar? What did I say? You said that The Americans was the greatest show that FX ever made, and uh, according <laughs> to this list, that's a big old fat... Yeah, I blank and actually, lie, sir. I was so when I said that, what I was, do you say about this flip flopping, Mr. Warnkin? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I don't like. Are you, you using my last office? name? But anyway, um, would the, you care to comment <laughs> about the affair, sir? I was not thinking about it's always sunny in Philadelphia as an FX show. Well, it is technically on FX. It is. X. Well, it's made by FX, right? It is. It's an FX. So I was wrong. just overspill as their comedy brand. I don't think it, I wasn't. I was thinking about the dramas, and I was thinking of about stuff like The Shield and Sons of Anarchy. That was what was running through my mind when I made that. But the American, I can't put the American. Americans probably is going to go up, guys. The afterglow is over. <laughs> the afterglow is over you, with. You finished it less than a month ago. It it was uh, six, no six months for afterglow. <laughs> That's so fucking dumb. <laughs> Who made that fucking rule? <laughs> we did. All three of us yeah. did after we were some, some like smarmy jerks trying Stupid. to be like, no, no, guys, no. Seriously, Stupid. though. After Glow's over, I really think that this is the show. We re- really, my score is a 9.45. Yep. So <laughs> nope, that's not an After Glow. It's leave, just the way it is. I'm going to leave my Americans alone for right now, but the 8.28 will probably go up. Just FYI. I can uh, tell y'all right now. Above It's Always Sunny? Oof, I don't know. <laughs> Wow, that would be bold, huh? <laughs> That'd be way up there. Always Sunny is like my top comedy. Top FX show. And top FX show, yeah. You you already got me. You don't have to keep <laughs> rubbing you salt put, in. If you put the Americans above It's Always Sunny, I'm officially going to call you a big old fat fucking liar forever. <laughs> <laughs> I probably won't. I, I'm thinking it'll go into the isn't, isn't, mid isn't to Isn't It's upper. Always Sunny at this point like my number four show? It's pretty high up there. Yeah, but I think... I don't know if I buy into that. No, it's, it's, it's not. It absolutely is, you guys. Is You're just not remembering how every episode. No, I know, I know. You like, I, I know. I just. Anyway, it's yeah. Uh, Marvelous is Mrs. Maisel. 
8.27. Explain yourself, sir. So it deserves tons of praise for what it did. The high production values, acting is nearly flawless. The sets and the costumes are gorgeous. Oh, it is so pretty to Such look at. Such a pretty show. The I, entire it, sequence, when they're at the family summer getaway camp. Right, the summer. Uh, the we're Fucking, like, every was scene was gorgeous. So pretty shot, uh, all the acting funny in a weird, different sort of way. And they balance, like Justin said earlier, it's balanced. They balance out the comedy and the drama to where it's not a chore to watch at all. It's really kind of easy to watch. And it's a very, Even with some, very, there very is sub, some subtle, like subdued because it's a lot of very like Jewish cultural comedy. I like that it exposes like the dads. me. I like that it exposes me to that culture because I had very little info on that. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I, it, it's not like, many shows do, dive that deep into Jewish. Independence Day. That's probably the closest. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know my yeah. David knew. David. You knew then. David. And you did nothing. You get you catch a cold. <laughs> get up off the floor. You catch a cold. <laughs> what'd you ah. say? What'd you say? I said now why? Know, sometimes why? when a man gets older, no, no, no. What'd you say about the get it? Get, 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 get off the floor. You catch a cold. Ah. 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 I'm such an idiot. Ah. You're genius. <laughs> You're a genius. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Don't think they spend a hundred thousand billion dollars on a hammer and on a toilet seat, did you? <laughs> Come, come over here. Come, come up. I'm, I'm not. I'm not Jewish. Well, nobody's perfect. <laughs> In scene, no. But uh, it, it would be higher. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why it's not higher, but I think it really just boils down to I really like the show, but it didn't cross into that l- really just love it territory for me. And I watched it. I binged it pretty hard. Yeah. I got it done within like three weeks, two weeks. I say anything. It's not that long either. If it's eight, two seasons. If it's eight yeah. or up, I, love I it. don't need justification as to why it's whatever it is. You're trying to fit it in to all these other things. It's in the bottom it's, quarter if of it's, my eight. If it's That's... a seven, if things become a seven, then you have to explain why it's a seven. All the finagling after the if decimal I'm... point is just us trying to. It's hard in our to, minds make it make yeah, sense. Yeah, exactly. The eights, I think when you go above like low eights, it starts to become more of an intuition or feeling of or that you just like the show a lot. Yeah. And for me, I can point to every objective factor about the show and it's nearly flawless. But I it's just it's same thing with Americans. Everything is nearly flawless about the Americans, but it's not gonna get a nine point three because I don't love it as much as I love the shows above it. Yeah. But also it there's still more coming, and it has the potential to go up or down. Which I don't think it'll go down. Yeah, I, I don't what, think the Maisel quality or Americans. Maisel. Maisel. Americans is nah, over. I think. I think. I think Ms. Maisel is going to be just as good. And, just, and and it's not going to be a long running show. It's going to be a nice, tight, short little. You know that like a lot of these Amazon things are these little like. Like, so Amazon is doing one with Julia Roberts, right? Where she's homecoming. Yeah, she does. She's like a psychiatrist or something for a corporation for soldiers coming home or something like that. Something like that. So, okay, before you watched Maisel, <laughs> when you thought of that show with Julia Roberts, you know what went? In, it, what spit out of my mind? Uh she needs. She just needs some checks. Yeah, it's not the way <laughs> it is anymore. Considering how much money Amazon has spent for stuff, especially like when you hear the price tag they that was on Lord of the Rings. 
Uh, 200, for, our, for listeners that don't know, we've said it before, but 200 million just for the there license are just for Lord of the Rings. There are just now projects that actors can do. It might be on Netflix. It might be on Amazon. It might be on TV. It might be a goddamn movie, but it's all on even playing field now. There's all the same amount of money to be made doing anything. There is no, I don't think there's a, that when you're talking about stuff like that, like Maisel, like Game of Thrones, like Mad Men, like these shows, there's no, it's not taking a step down. It's, you know, look at stupid rapey Spacey with, with House of Cards. It boosted until he became out as a gross pervert. Like, like it boosted his career. And let's face it. The first two seasons of that show were brilliant. Were really good. Even though the rest sucked. So hey, here, a lot of evil shitty people are brilliant. Here's some, uh, titles of Amazon original series Absentia huh? Good Omens Lo- Okay we're going to talk about Good Omens in a minute Fleabag Which don't one is? is? Don't know Jack Ryan There it is Bosch My dad loves Bosch <laughs> Hannah That's that show about the little kung fu chick I've yeah. seen it on I watch, If you watch you know sometimes on Twitch there'll be like the same commercial every time you switch it Oh, I've seen some uh, of those. The Hannah trailers. Forever. Time. With Fred Armisen and Maya Rudolph. I want to watch that. Uh, Sneaky Pete with Giovanni Ribisi. Where don't want to like, watch that. I don't like no? Giovanni Ribisi. You don't like him? Mm-mm. Uh, the Grand Tour. I've watched every episode of The Grand Tour. The ABC Murders with John Malkovich. Marvelous is M- Mrs. Maisel. Haven't Man, heard of it. The Man in High Castle. The New Tick. I watched like, Man guys, in the High. Man in the High Castle is supposed to be uh, pretty interesting. I've heard. I watched the first season and it's wild and it's a great, cool concept. It it doesn't spoil it. It's this is the show. Uh, it starts in a world where uh, the Nazis won, and up until to about like Colorado, we there's like uh, the Nazi states run like the East Coast all the way down to Florida, across Texas, across the Midwest. And then there's like this little dead zone. And then the entire West Coast down into Mexico is owned by Japan. And there it's part of the Japanese empire. And and it's all about like r- people trying to live in the, you know, and it follows like a Nazi, this American Nazi guy that's like in the Nazi that's, oh, yay. And like, they, it's <laughs> it's crazy. Like, it's a, it's, it's a great concept. And then you think, okay, I've got an idea of what this show's about. And then the end of season one, you go, what the fuck? Like, and that's where I stopped. And, and I then they go canceled it? it? No, there's okay. more seasons. Okay. Um, but like the twist at the end of season one, you're like, oh, that's what this show's about. Well, fuck me. So it wasn't the world of Nazis? Cool. All right. But it is, but it's both. What? Like it's it's a great show. Uh, keep reading Goliath with Billy Bob Thornton as the lead character. A show, I think my dad likes that one too. A show called Lorena. I'm not sure. I don't know. That might be Lorena Bobbitt's like documentary or something like that, or a, a dramatization of garbage. That. Cut off of my husband's wiener. Uh, Kate Beckinsale in The Widow, Julia <laughs> Roberts in Homecoming, The Romanoffs, which I really want to watch. It's with uh, the guy that played Roger Sterling in Mad Men. Uh, uh. Yeah, and there's a few others, but Britannia. You know he's there's in Endgame, right? Of, no. Yeah. There's, like I said, there's there's a lot of original content on uh, on Amazon. The, the there really just is. Keeps going. Uh, but those are some of the. But maybe th- that's where that perception comes, and they produce a lot of stuff, and nobody's talking about it. Yeah. What is your favorite? Th- 
what is the first question? What's your favorite thing? Sure. Sure. What's your favorite thing? Amazon also came out with The Big Sick. Remember the movie The Big Sick? Yeah. yeah. What's your good. favorite thing about Marvelous Mrs. The environment. The sets. Just the way everything looks. 50s New York. Yeah. That's my favorite thing. Little shops. Little shops run by people. That's pretty much me too. I mean, I if you pick... And the music. It probably actually would, for me, would be the... I know it's not what the show is, but I just liked that I'm getting, like I told you before, the cultural experience in the show was unique yeah. for me. I don't know what other shows did this. Not only did I get exposed to comedy during that era, but I also got exposed to a Jewish family in that era in New York. And a, like a Jewish neighborhood. Like it's a community of right. people that all live. The rabbi. The we got area. the rabbi. They all go to the same summer resort. Yeah. And then, you know, I you can look that resort up and I don't it's know. It's real. Yeah. I, I don't know if that's exactly how it was back then, but it's interesting that some of this stuff has parallels and Well, you think of history uh, Dirty Dancing. I mean, it was a thing back in the 50s for... I mean, ignore the 80s music at the end of Dirty Dancing, but in the 50s, they had those camps that families would go to all together. Yeah. You know? It was a thing. It was a thing. I, I really... Yeah, it, it did it so well, recreated that period. And the whole comedy thing felt really authentic. Yeah, yeah. All of it did. So, for me, it's a stand-up. I like that that it there was a look at like stand-up during that period because I find it very interesting. It's a lot of people, you know. It's it, free speech. Free, you know. Obviously, a lot of things were changing as far as right rights. It's a big era. Big era. But like the idea that freedom of speech wasn't always so free. You know what I mean? Everyone likes to toot that freedom of speech, America. Like, America's never really tooted that horn super, super loudly. Until really, really recently. Until really recently. Right. Like, until the goddamn 70s and 80s, I would say the freedom of speech was was supremely limited in this country. And, if, if you know, people like Lenny Bruce, they, they were like trailblazers, like heroes of free speech. Like, he should be lauded as somebody who pushed, you know, but he talked about dirty things. So people were still like, oh, well, he does. What's the cultural significance of him? Oh, I don't know. He just changed everything, inspired an entire <laughs> generation of comedians that then inspired another ge- ge- whole generation of comedians to just him. You know, you had people like, what's uh, oh, what's her name? She did the fashion stuff, but she was a stand-up lady that died recently with all the face alterations I, um, you're asking the fuck, wrong person lisa lampanelli no. no 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 god older much older like ah oh oh my god she always had all the facelifts joan joan rivers, joan rivers somebody like that who came yeah. up around that same kind of time phyllis diller phyllis diller that's a better one uh uh you know comedy ladies like phyllis diller is kind of like a is would be an age equivalent of Maisel. Yeah. you know what i mean yeah, yeah. like a lady that came up in clubs and figured it out and had a voice to say something like that there are rules like I, I that's that whole thing I liked that it was that story told and then with the additional layer of it being a woman like a woman character yeah. and having the parallel of Lenny beside her where even his road was rocky and he's telling her like in, in jail when they meet in jail he's like what are you doing this for are you, are you <laughs> yeah. fucking soft <laughs> 
good. We can go live in your apartment. Well, like, you know, the first time she goes to jail, she freaks out. And then after that, she's like, meh. Huh. <laughs> yeah, I got arrested again. Yeah. Because uh, she realizes what bullshit, what bullshit it is that to, people are getting arrested for things they say. Right. And watching her walk that line, and, and that's the line a lot of comedians had to take. And, you know, even people like Don Rickles and stuff got in trouble. Because they would say shit that was just obscene yeah. and to people's ears, I I like that. I like that it that it that it talked about. That. And I love stand up. Like I I I was just like Lenny Bruce is in this. I know who Lenny Bruce is. Yay! Like it was neat. That part was really neat for me. Uh, favorite character Taylor. Favorite character. So I get the honor of going first. Yes, you do. Uh, mine would be um, probably Abe. Her dad. So <laughs> I think he steals so many scenes to me that I just, I crack up more from him. And it's not always just him that gets the credit. It's the other actors and characters yeah. that are he's bouncing off of. But his absurdities and his, his whole personality is just... Uh, outrageous in so many ways over the top it's so over the top i i really like a lot of that stuff and uh i think he does i i never really care i mean i remember him back he used to be on wings, wings. at us yeah. yeah he used to be on wings and i'm thinking back to that and i'm like wings it doesn't seem monk, like he's aged that, that and much. a couple of movies he did a horror movie he once was, about a house like an automated house he was something. in men in black wasn't he was yeah he alien. played the alien where his head could get blown off um he was also yeah. in galaxy quest as the guy that was like down in the like yeah yeah he, he was in, yeah he was in teenage mutant ninja turtles he's had a he was splinter he's had a consistent career really? he was splinter <laughs> So there he's you go. He's done nothing but work since you've known he existed. Yeah, and I think he's brilliant in this. Yeah, he's great. Quite he, frank, he, with he's you. also my. I'm gonna just lump right on and say, yeah, he's my he's my favorite character too. I think I think Tony Shalhoub just he, fucking he fucking knocks it. Like out I said, on a show part. just filled with great little performances. Man, does he just? I I love it. It's real hard not to say Maisel. I'm saying it's very rarely that you you get to say the lead character of a show, and I'm this close to saying her. But fuck, do I love the way he just I'm going to my study, and or like <laughs> it just <laughs> it's just so it's the things he passes Mary, his time what with. What are you doing? What, what is all of this? <laughs> what, is, what is this? And when he finds out of that what she's doing, and there's been all this build up to it, and okay, <laughs> his reaction. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, that uh, scene where he where he was asking her or what she was gonna do, this and that, and he was giving her answers, and he just kept saying, "Okay, okay, 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 okay." <laughs> and he okay. goes into his study, and I just and like I said, the him him reacting to his wife with the whole France thing. Oh yeah, was just <laughs> his confusion, just like what. <laughs> Because he never pays attention to literally anything. anything anybody is saying to him. So she's tells him, telling him she in the kitchen, she's like, I'm going to France to go live there. Okay. okay. He's like, got the paper. All right. <laughs> then she's gone. And, and he doesn't every, realize. Yeah, he doesn't realize she's gone. And the maid's like, oh, well, she went to, she went to Paris. She, she, moved. she, she moved. She told you. He's <laughs> like, what? when did this happen? <laughs> 
And he just, and the next thing you know, he and, and Maisel are walking down the street in France, and she's uh, translating for him. Yeah. And she becomes the best side character for a few episodes, for like yeah. an episode or two. <laughs> just, just like kind of looking at her parents, going, "What the fuck is wrong with you two fucking people?" Like they're just enjoying their time in France, and he's, and then it, it comes to a point where he's like, they're looking at a house to buy in France. He's like, "Wait, We're not wait, wait, wait!" Yeah, he's like, "What? Are we? We're going back. We're, We're going, going back home. <laughs> We're not what." Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah it's uh, such a good such show. so him yeah. for me. Yeah. Midge Maisel is my favorite character. Like she plays she plays that character so well. Uh it's she yeah, she is she gets frustrated really well. From an yeah. acting perspective, I definitely think she's on the top. Yeah. I just I, he tickled me too much. It was But he just makes me laugh. It, way it, and it was too it's much. if it was him in a bubble, but it's him and and Kevin Pollack together like two like them at the at the resort together with the phone and the oh, yeah. game and the it just He's like on the phone all loud and <sighs> their reactions. What is he, summer what is he doing on the phone? Like, off mic another example uh, I used and it reminded me of whenever I would get in trouble as a child or as a high school kid. The scene where uh, it's season one and she's coming back late and they don't know where she's been and she walks into the uh, her pa- she's living with her parents. This is after you know the divorce. Yeah. So um or they're separated right. at least and so she's entering the uh, <laughs> the apartment at like two a.m. and she starts to walk to the bedroom and then all of a sudden. <laughs> the lights flip on it's 2 a.m and she gets freaked out and then he just starts going you know where have you been and what are you doing and (laughs) taylor had flashbacks i just had flashbacks (laughs) and i was just laughing my ass off it was so well done (laughs) i never i i feel bad like in high school y'all got the just the nth degree from your parents my mom was just so happy i had friends she just i would walk in at two or three and she'd be like are you home like from the darkness of our living room, I'd hear it's my house where bedrooms there in the front. I'd just hear your your life wasn't like, yes, quite I'm, as smooth for me. My parents alive, were just go to bed, my mom. parents were just sleeping in their bed, like whatever. I, I, I would just be like, "Mom, go to please." I would I wouldn't even. I, so it then got now, to a point where I didn't even tip. So I was you just see like, "Mom, go to that, bed." That scene made me laugh yeah. because the way her parents. You could tell what kind of parents they were to her when she was in high school. Right. Very Taylor, strict. Do, and do, she they couldn't let go of it yeah. even as ever, an adult. Did you ever stop and do you ever stop and wonder how long they were sitting there with the lights on? Like how long were your parents sitting in the dark? How long did your mom make your Well, I'm sure she was How long did they I'm, wait I'm there? I'm sure she was probably taking a s- snooze, you know. But they sat on the asleep. couch. That is dedication. Yeah. It's dedication. Sat on the couch. Lay, lay, and lay down on the couch. And back then you didn't have like a phone to like distract you while you're waiting. You're just sitting there in the dark. <laughs> yeah. Waiting. Oh, he's coming. Where oh, is he? Oh, he's coming. And, and, where is he? And the longer, I'm not even going to call him. I'm and not even going to call him. I want him to walk in this goddamn door. And the longer it takes for you to get home, the more they they're fuming, yep. and the more anger builds up. Oh, I could be in bed right now, and it's a <laughs> fucking one in the goddamn. Every time it takes to a new hour, it's two. I mean, it's I kind I get with it where they're coming from. You're a high school child. You know, a lot of kids get into trouble, get in alcohol, get into wrecks, could die. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. At the same time, though, wow, you know. But anyway, that scene just reminded me. It made me laugh. And there's so many other scenes, like Evan was saying, where, yeah, it's just funny. You know, I'll tell you what I liked about Alex Borstein in the show. It, it, I mean, she was funny. I laughed at a lot of the things she did. But 
for the tough exterior she has, they did a really good job conveying how much she cares. Yeah. About what's going on. She surprised oh, yeah. me without like, a good little actress. Like when, she is. when Joel good. was standing in the back of the club and Maisel, Midge was on stage and, uh, and he, like, she just, she was so, like, Alex Borstein was so loyal. She was like, and she was like, you're a piece of shit. You know, like, because it's just, she, she really cared. It's a, it was, it's a great, like, I, honestly, I, I just, and also just get Amazon Prime. Just pay for it. Yeah. You're going to order just what, what you, you go into Walmart to get something. Stop it. Store it from Amazon. Stop it. <laughs> Who's your dog at? Uh, I don't really know. I mean, I guess like Joel, I'll say Joel. Because initially, Poor Joel. because initially, and honestly, Poor Joel. Yeah, Joel. Damn, Joel. I'm Joel, sorry, bro. As as much as, as surprising as it was, because you start off hating Joel and then you kind of start to like Joel, but at the same time, I'm like, eh, fuck you, Joel. What the fuck are we doing? <laughs> yeah, he is. How cool your wife is. What the fuck are you doing to like leaving your goddamn wife? But he wanted to come back. Yeah, but but she had enough pride to go, oh, go fuck yourself, dude. Go, <laughs> I don't know. Like, like that's good. Like, I like, I like. I like the story they told between the two of them, but like he he he's definitely who I would crinkle my nose at the most on the show. I'm gonna say Rose Rose Weissman, Midge's mom. Like she just oh, I liked Rose no. Rose. <laughs> <laughs> you liked Abe uh, talking Abe, to Rose interactions want, with Rose. Abe, I don't want to go. I'm going to France. Goodbye. I like, think they're fun. They're good funny couple though but she she was just so stuck in in the ways of like tradition i was just like come on just get with the times come on the whole time i'm just like come on come on come on oh, come on that that's come on that's, every time she was on screen i'm just like come on come on <laughs> that's why she. i like how she always would go to like the psychic uh yeah to try to get info and yeah. that one time she blurted it out at the dinner table and then she was like oh Uh, Amazon's killing it. Like I'm really excited to see the shit that Amazon's going to come out with. Your your dog at Taylor? Oh, my dog at. Oh, uh, sorry, I thought we were done with that. That would be Susie. Yeah, he doesn't like Alex Morris. Yeah. Be Susie. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, though, it's not what you think. No one. I don't hate any character in the show. Yeah, I don't either. That'd be. It's hard for me to pick a dog at. Yeah. She's does a good job bouncing off of her and I, I i don't it's just something about that humor makes me feel a little bit meh yeah i don't i don't know how else to say it that's it and there's nothing she's doing wrong it's just her style not her fault i'm just one of the people that she can't <laughs> chew i'll never be a fan you it's know like larry david for me it's right the same thing it's a it's a niche yeah her humor's her you have to admit her humor's different yeah, it's a different type She's of humor different. on the show. She's different, yeah. And so her humor to me wasn't as funny as all the other comedic elements in the show. But I'm sorry because I know so many <laughs> people out. love her. It's so hard for me to say that. But I, I, if we're on Amazon. I recommend Good Omens. It's only six episodes, and it's real good. I was gonna talk if uh, y'all don't mind. Or wait, what's our next segment here? You Taylor's take. <laughs> 
Taylor's corrections. corrections. Nah. Resurrect the old Taylor's corrections. There are no corrections because I'm always right now. Um, <laughs> so that's why we got rid of that. Uh, the uh, I'm going to start IMDb okay. this time. IMDb. <laughs> By the way, I have a little tangent. I remember when IMDb, their leader a few years ago, I think I've said it on the show, he thought he was going to make it to where IMDb would be a site where you could watch any movie or TV show in existence. That it was his mission goal for the company. And as I sit here right now at IMDb with their app, you can't watch this damn thing. So anyway, so I don't think he succeeded. Although they, they did start the free dive, Taylor. Yeah. IMDb free dive. That's their attempt to try to start yeah. that vision. It Way too late. Didn't work out, did it? No, Not, it didn't. hasn't really done well. Okay, so IMDb, though, I like, I like it because they get more internet votes than any other, you know, voting site for just people. 44,000 votes, 8.7 out of 10. Got a strong uh, showing here at rank 74 of all time. Nice. TV shows. It has um, our favorite section. Uh, <laughs> it has won three Golden Globes, 40 wins oh. of other awards, and 38 nominations. Oh. So, but Award show. It, is worth, it is worth it. I know we're snoring, folks. Oh it boy. is worth mentioning the Golden Globe winner. It's award. Oscar is best television series, musical or comedy. Yeah, it won 2018. It's big. Uh, Golden Globe winner 2018 best performance by an actress in a television uh, series, musical or comedy. It's big, big, that's big, right? That's big, huge, huge, huge. and that's huge. Rachel. Rachel Brosnan Brosnahan. Brosnahan. Okay, there you go. Who cares about this lady? She's just some lady. She looks a little. She won both years. She won. She won it both years. So the hand knows how to juice now. (laughs) Yes. What era are you from, sir? I'm from right now. I'm the. I define this era. I'm actually the president. You're the best thing that's ever happened to nobody. I am the worst. Distraction <laughs> that we've ever seen. It's ever happened in the history of the world. The uh, see what the whole plan was that I come out like a jester and allow all p- evil people like Mitch McConnell to take every everything apart, take all the things apart, and leave nothing. It's huge. So Rachel Brosnahan's not even Jewish, as FYI. You don't have to be. I know. I'm just saying she played it really well. She did. And uh, going to Rotten Tomatoes now, our favorite website, right? I know. It's who pays us. Um, anyway, no, not really. We're not paid. I, wish. I, I would wish. say whatever they want me to if they paid me money. If they paid me, I would never do my 4% RT, 4% type of spiel ever again. <laughs> anyway, uh, or maybe they like that. Anyway, the show's got 94% from critics. No consensus on the overall show, but the seasons do. 94% audience score. Uh, we got a 95% season one. We got consensus here. I'm going to read it. <laughs> <laughs> I wish y'all could see the smirk. <laughs> this segment is funny for me. Okay. The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel is an upbeat addition to Amazon's hey. original offerings, oh. propelled by a playful yet po- poignant. Why can't I say that word right now? Performance by poignant, poignant, poignant. Rachel. 
and her last name, and I don't want to say it because I'm going to Bur- butcher it. Because I've never, I did not practice my uh, pronunciations, and I'm terrible with them. Um, then the for season two, it's ninety three percent went down two points. Like Midge herself, the marvelous Mrs. Maisel charges full speed ahead in a second season, brimming with warmth, empowerment, and a whole lot of laughs. I would say it's a warm show. Wouldn't yeah. y'all say it's yeah. a warm show? Yeah, Even yeah. though it's kind of weird, it's still warm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, our favorite now Evan's favorite website. We got to go there, Evan. I'm sorry. What? Metacritic. <laughs> it's the meanest website on the internet. Metacritic's got an 82 with 51 reviews, which the is pretty good. Opinionated little like paragraphs that some people take the time to. Yeah. This I, I want to hear a zero rating for. Uh, uh, zero review for you know there's there's a zero rating for everything oh yeah there's a zero rating for Maisel or a real low one I think y'all are gonna finally see uh, is there something in the red y'all might see something a little different is there a here. red rating for Ms. Maisel season one hold on let me pull it up I got it <laughs> I got it I got it <laughs> there's no way in this anti-semitic ass country that there's not some people going what's this show why is it on this is stupid who wants to watch a bunch of Jews? here we go Evan asked for it, and I'm going to give it to you. Uh, if you're familiar with the Gilmore Girls, any Sherman Palladino's writing style, then it, yeah, then you'll know what to expect. A lot of fast, fast dialogue and characters verbally foiling with each other over nothing at all. Ebbing closer and closer to being a bit too smug and self-aware to serve the narrative. This is actually a seriously written thing. It's a <laughs> deal breaker for some, and I'm in that group. It's not that the show doesn't have its moments. It does, but they are drowned out in a sea of Aaron Sorkin. What? Aaron Sorkin-style blanter. That is anxiety-inducing. Blather. If you're into that blather, yeah. if you're into that style, you might enjoy this show <laughs> as it's just as fast as Gilmore Girls. <laughs> And paired with stereotypical Jewish banter, it's really fast as lightning. He goes on a long time. What was the rating? Uh, Oh, and by the way, he said stylistically, it seems like a femme version of Mad Men. And an era only, though. That's all I need to know. Anyone who refers to something like that. No, he he, he, he says femme version. He says an era only, though. He clarifies, to be fair to the guy. Uh, Thim what was the rating? The rating was a three out of ten. A red. Uh, he that's like a pig. Yeah. Uh, two out of ten. Another story of the great women behind the male fraud. This alone makes sure that no critic can give it a thumbs down for fear of being accused of the greatest crime of our time. The greatest crime of our time, not being a feminist. In truth, it's a boring story with stereotypical characters and situations. Shouldn't Jewish New Yorkers roll their eyes at the cliches spewed on screen by New York Jews? Plus the jokes, what jokes? They fall flat, stopped after two episodes. Uh, you know, and- you know who I picture in my mind writing that is the guy from Parks and Rec when Ben was running for Congress, and he's like, he's the guy with the bullhorn says, "Let Ben speak." He's got the glasses on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let Ben speak. He just spoke. Yeah, that's that. Guy. I wasn't here. The last one I'll read, it's real short. After two episodes, found the characters hollow and seemed like stereotypes. Lots of dialogue where we never felt a connection to the characters or understood their actions. But if you can't... Those people must not enjoy anything. <laughs> yeah. 
Who are these people? If uh, you click on them, can you go to other reviews by them <laughs> and see what they like? Is that possible on Metacritic? It doesn't let you. No, because people just, I bet it's... It's right. stupid. Metacritic is really, I agree with Evan, they've really, they're going to lose their place eventually. It's going to go away because they've done Somebody a shitty... Somebody else going to do it so much better. Get this, the, how I find for this show, when I do this show to find the Metacritic, mm-hmm. I go to Google and type the name of the show in Metacritic because Metacritic's search engine is so shitty, yeah. you can't even find anything on it. It's It's that bad. So, yeah. Um, the last thing, uh, have you ever noticed a lot of big websites are becoming like Walmart where they're just in the way, but they don't go away because they're just them. Like, yeah, YouTube is awful and we're stuck with YouTube forever because you no know, one's ever going to have a, you know, everyone's done. We're done. We're all, there's no, that, how is that a free market? I get into when there's, uh, YouTube spirals every now and then, but YouTube in and of itself is a big bloated mishandled thing well, it's part that of Google fucks now. people over and it's destroys content cra- it's just in but yeah, there it is so I thought y'all would find it interesting that uh, the viewership of the show has been released and it's not a big hit uh, well it's good enough for what it is it's got 1.9 it averaged 1.9 million viewers during or wait I'm sorry <laughs> here we go <laughs> oh <laughs> The second, oh. se- the second season of the show averaged 1.9 million viewers during its first seven days on the service. There you go. According to Nielsen. The first episode had an average audience of 3.3 million viewers over that week. Those numbers suggest the show would perform well among the most popular comedies on cable. FX, the FX critical darling Atlanta. What? what? Yeah. That's, it's, <laughs> first of it's all, what? Donald Glover's FX show Atlanta. The you know childish uh, baby. Okay, one point five million viewers over the last seven days is what that one got. So anyway, uh, actually the ratings are pretty good for I guess uh, a comedy. Oh, like so this. Uh, so a critically acclaimed drama about black people. You just don't don't. Uh, that's not on your radar there, Tyler. You don't know what Atlanta is. <laughs> one know. of the most critically acclaimed shows of the last few years. Uh, it's Stargate Atlantis. I don't know. So you, uh, there's so many shows. We already said there's so, so many shows. Like, it's impossible uh, well, to know. Well, I mean, they're black. They're black, though. <laughs> wow. Okay. Anyhow. I'm just um, giving you shit because I find that funny. Like, I know what. I haven't watched one second of Atlanta, but I, I know it existed because it's won a bunch of awards. Okay, but I can't. You're the one that always bashes awards. I have no idea what's winning awards, and yeah. I have no idea. Uh, there's like. So you're ninety percent of the shows being made right this minute. I don't know what they are. So what you're saying is you're a racist. Exactly. Okay. Good. I mean, right. I would not even argue that point that I'm a I'm a racist because just because of what I just said. It's everybody it's done. can read. It's done. Your whole life. You, you should just over go, and over. Please play it. Go live in a cave. They'll find me on. Go the, live in a cave. The media will find out, and I'll never. That's it. I'll never win in an elected office. So. <laughs> Uh yeah. Anyway, so I pulled up the Wikipedia. They actually said that the first pilot episode was Amazon's most successful video ever, achieved a viewership rating four point nine out of five. Whatever that means, I think that means a lot of people watched it, and uh, lots of critics, of course, praise it. Outstanding production design, confident heroine. And what 
a character she is a critic for slate called um the original episode a knockout um oh that first episode the way it starts with her giving her wedding speech kind of establishes that she's real witty like it's real it's a it's good shit jerusalem post called it a comedic delight of a show I really enjoyed it. I think, and I, and honestly, Taylor, like the quality of Maisel, Good Omens is as quality. I can't recommend that goddamn show enough. Good huh? Omens, Good like, Omens. You really need to watch Good Omens. Uh, that doesn't. Dude. That it's title six, doesn't do anything for it's me. It's six episodes. It is. It's a drama. Not really. No, it's about. It's a. Ter- it's based on a Terry Pratchett book. It's. It's a. It's an angel and a demon, dealing with the end of the world. Like and it's funny. John Hamm plays like Gabriel, like this dickhead. You know, Heaven's very kind of buttoned down and kind of corporate-y and and it's uh, David David Tennant plays the demon Crowley and Michael Sheen plays uh, the angel. I forget what his name is as a pharaoh or something. And it's goofy and funny and strange and 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 it's it's funny. It's funny. It's a funny show and it's but it's bizarre and kind of. British and it's it's good. It's real good. It's like I said, it's only six hours, no, six, uh, six hour long episodes. Sounds like I need done. to check it out. But I'm watching uh, Voyager, which you know that's a lot of. There's a lot of episodes of Voyager. But I opted to do that because, as you know, I had been watching a bunch of smaller shows, and I was in the mood for Star Trek, so it worked out. So now that. I just want to say now that I'm thinking about it, so Mrs. Maisel has allowed me to think about Amazon as a high quality. Because, I mean, yes, I haven't watched any of this other shit. And, yeah, they got The Expanse, which, you know, I love The Expanse, but sci-fi is what made what's out there. So Sci-fi did not make The Expanse. Sci-fi optioned well, they, that they show. Put it, it, they optioned that show and put what, it on the air first. What was it? Uh, NBC. Amazon was trying to get it. Each, Amazon and sci-fi each had the equal opportunity to get it. A- sci-fi outbid them and then it became a thing and Am- and Amazon was like no fuck that we're going to save that show it had damn sci-fi just it's you know but, they were but the developer my, my point yeah that's my point though is sci-fi thus far I can't give credit to Amazon for making that show soon soon hopefully with the new season we'll all be clapping and saying oh my god look at what they've done but uh right now and then I see shows like Jack Ryan. <laughs> I need to find. Listen. It doesn't deserve Listen, that. I need to find the bomb. I need to find the, the terrorists. It's it's literally 24, but like with Jim. It's like, it's just more of that. More of a... Honestly, it felt, a like, white it guy, felt like a CB... It, a white guy agent running around the... How many times have you seen this now? A white guy agent in plain clothes with a vest running around the Middle East, shaking ladies in burkas, screaming at them about something, and 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 holding a little gun. It, it seems and it's just bleh. it seems manufactured. It seemed like this was how it went. Who there owns was, the there Jack was a, Ryan? There was a meet. There was a meet. It What's was a the books, author? book series. Clive, Tom, Cl- Tom Clancy. Tom, Tom Clancy. So Tom Clancy literally Clive sitting Barker. there. Tom Clancy, <laughs> but that he puts his name on anything. He just counts money and goes, yeah, video game, yeah, whatever. Tom Clancy's but splitter. 
I'm, douche, ima- I'm imagining seven, this is how I pictured it at Amazon headquarters uh, where they're doing it. They're, they got the, the meeting is said and everybody's in there. And we got all right. Jim Halpert. All right, guys, look, we got to make a show that is going to bring in a lot of cash, but we need an action flick. Oh, no, we need something smart. But not, not too smart. Not too smart. Not too smart, okay? We want something that appeals to the American base. We want, we want something a little bit patriotic. And by patriotic, I mean like shitting on people in the Middle East. <laughs> Come on, guys. Let's put our Come heads on. Down. We can regurgitate whoa, 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 whoa. this same Middle East what special about... agent America guy plot. Who do we get as an actor? Well, what about uh, Sarah? Guys, uh, you know who comes you cheap? Know what? You know who comes cheap? You know who Tom get Clancy. A... You know who can't get a job? You know the guy that played Jim? I forget his name, but he's uh, Jim. He's a, looks like a good old boy. You man. know what people are gonna say? You know when they when they see the when they see Jack Ryan, Tom Clancy's Jack, Jack Ryan, Ryan on the Amazon starring, and then they go, "Holy shit, is that Jim from the Office?" And then they're gonna watch the show, and they're gonna watch that ad, and they're gonna say, "Man, Jim's an action star now." <laughs> I mean, we got a winner, gentlemen, and we I wonder did it. And I and that's what I think of is is a sleazy. And I, it's not fair to that show. Like I'm imagining, I'm imagining it's Jim. A good sh- it's a good show. I'm imagining Jim in like a hat and his glasses, and he's and he's in like a like market. And there's like a people like, "What do you like, oh, this guy?" And he's just like looking around, and he's got his he's got his little tiny gun. Like they all have the little gun, a little lot of you know, and then, and then somebody like Mister Mister Halpert, come here. We need to help. <laughs> we need to talk about the bomb. The Alcazar are coming, and they're going. The Alca. What are you talking about? Is there a bomb? And then <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, it's like twenty. Then you get freaking Kiefer Sutherland coming out and saying there's a bomb. We got less than twenty four hours. I'm also envisioning it like get the, Jack Ryan in the chair. The other scene that I <laughs> can him down. That I have in my head. It's like it's smoky. An explosion just went off and. Jim comes running Chloe. down a running down a uh, like a corridor, and he's dusty, and he's got a female character with him, and they lean up, they get up against the wall, and they're like talking about the Alcazar. They're gonna get the molecule from the Chloe. I need you to t- get into that computer so I can torture I this guy. Room. I need in that room now. <laughs> America, so we, we cannot let you in the room. We need in that. We I am special agent. Jim Halpert. Well, you'll have to torture me. Smacks him, kicks him, <laughs> but bets, butts him with his gun and goes, I was getting tired of that conversation anyway. Yeah. And then everybody in the audience I mean, be cheering. There there are definitely some tropes in the show. Like, you know, he's he's kind of out of the game. He's working in an office to start. And we they, need you back they, in the field, right? That's pretty much kind of how it right? goes. The Rambo, the Rambo story. We yeah. need you back um, at the no, I can't do it no more. It's it's threat predator. It's threat level midnight. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, doesn't predator yeah. do that too a little bit? <laughs> it's threat. It's level literally midnight. most of the like the this hero's just living in a monastery, or he's living in his. <laughs> I'm his, done with that. He's life. in a cube. Fucking even agents of shield. Agent May in the very beginning is working in a cubicle. Yeah, it's always the story. That's a that's a tried. I'm and not true. going back. And then the wife <laughs> can't might, do it. The wife will be like, "You can't, Jack. You, you, you can't, Jack. Why are you going you, again? You, you, no, you promised you, you us. Promised the whole family. You can't. You have a. You have children I've got, now. I've got a responsibility, Pam. 
I believe. <laughs> I, just, I need those shows to be woven together into one thing. It's literally about Jim Halpert. He led a secret agent life the entire show. Pam, He's you don't understand. I Pam, I I can't turn my back on it anymore. I, I'm I'm a secret agent. I care about this country, Pam. You're gonna have to take care of the kids. The government might help you some. But I gotta go be a. I gotta fighter. go. You remember when we played that that prank on Dwight and said the CIA needed him for something? I'm Jack Ryan. It, it was an actual mission. I'm Jack Ryan. I have to go out there and slowly become Matt Damon and or Ben Affleck and then slowly become uh, what's but, his name? Uh, but Jim, uh, Jim, when will you Hans, be back? Who all played Jack Ryan? Like in all those Harrison fucking, Ford. Harrison, Harrison Ford. Ford. Yeah. God, and I like some of those old 90s Jack Ryan things. movies, yeah. the, the Tom Clancy movies. That's what I mean. I'm kind of a sucker. If you think about, is Air Force One one? No, no. Like the cliched action movies, I kind of sometimes I miss that, and I'm in the Get mood for it. Get off my plane! Get off my plane! Dun 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 dun. dun. That's the theme to Air Force Chris, One. Chris dun, dun, Pine dun, played dun. Jack Ryan in. There you Jack go. Ryan, Shadow Recruit. Oof. Ben Affleck in The Sum of All Fears. Uh, Harrison Ford in Patriot Games. Alec Baldwin in The Hunt for Red October. And Harrison Ford again in Clear and Present Danger. Clear and Present. I remember that one. Hunt for Red October. Hunt for Red October. Yeah. Jack now Ryan's we got had a Amazon career. Jack Ryan. With John Crescent. So get this, guys. We're going to go for a cash grab here. <laughs> Remember all those 90s movies with Jack Ryan and Harrison Ford? Well, we got the license. Now we're going to just make a bunch of shit, and we're going to pay Jim only 200000 an episode, and we're going to make a fortune. So I don't know. That's so inaccurate. Dusty, I mean, I'm sure it's Dusty and in an FBI jacket or so, vest. So that show reminds me of Homeland, right? Isn't that the same sort of appeal to the same it's viewer? The, it did, it's right up that like... 24 homeland I and i don't and now i don't put the americans in that category anymore because justin was right the americans is a different it's cold war it, it's a it's more of a drama but to also do that it, i'm i'm your I, it, I wouldn't lump it in with all the middle east modern middle east crap no no yeah it doesn't oh it's way more thoughtful the americans is than that but guess what i want everyone to know i am gonna watch homeland which one is Homeland? <laughs> it's the Showtime one. Uh, what, it has uh, God. What, what was her name? Um, she has. She's been. Oh, around. I know the 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 she's my. Been, what is it? She was on a network show. That yeah, she loved. she uh, she. Uh, my so-called life chick. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. I don't care about that Homeland. I, but how, I, how like you, I said, if it's any combination of dealing with the r- still very real crisis of in the Middle East. I just Claire I Danes. Claire Danes. Yeah, I can't sit there and watch people stress about shit that is legitimate, real now. Um, you know what I mean? I just don't want to think about it. I, I don't want to think about how the Middle East is terrible. And, and no, I get it. I get it. I'm just telling know. you. It's I'm just not, telling you. I want. I just want to see what everybody's yeah. talking about. <laughs> and this is coming from somebody that watched all of 24. I think I but so, I think I think Amazon's Amazon's doing nothing but So what if Amazon that. this is a question I want to pose to both of y'all. What if Amazon comes out with Lord of the Rings and it's crap? Just for a second. Not crap, mm. but let's just think <laughs> won't be surprised. <laughs> let's just say that it's not it's boring. 
like they do the bu- the budgets there, the magics there, the you know the scenes are beautiful, but the story sucks, the characters suck. I wouldn't be surprised. I'm not surprised when things suck. I'm surprised so that, when they're good. I'm not. So Amazon suck. has not reached that tiered status where they we, don't have the trust yet. We don't trust them. Nobody. Wh- who has your trust enough that you know something's going to be good? Okay. Well, if HBO was doing, uh, what really? If HBO was doing Lord of the Rings, or you would not have more faith in it than no Amazon. Not after season two of Westworld. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I don't know. Right? HBO, or HBO or has the not, end of Game of Thrones. I'm sorry, they've kind of lost my HBO trust. HBO hasn't had like a million flawless fucking victories. They've had a lot of great shows, but a lot of fuck ups. But not all networks are equal. We've had this discussion. Yeah. You admit that there's a tier. You you respect AMC, HBO more than you respect like NBC to create like a well, good yeah. drama. I mean, right? But at the same time, I'm still if something. Oh man, no, that don't watch it. It sucks. I wouldn't. I'm not gonna be like, what? But I. But if somebody's like, you've got to watch Lord of the Rings on Amazon, and I'm like, because my reaction will be really. Like I'm not. I don't expect anything to be good. I got a feeling. I'm still waiting for Marvel to just. I every time, every time Marvel has a big crescendo at the move box office, I'm like, this is it, right? Like you can't convince me right now that Endgame wasn't it, and that the next bunch of stuff isn't gonna. I'm always waiting for the House of Cards to fall fall apart. You talking about comic book movie fatigue? Just about my no, favorite no. subject. The, your favorite subject <laughs> that, that never has happens. been proven that doesn't <laughs> exist because comic book movies are not all the same. I I love to look out for that. It does not happen yet. It does not happen. You know, uh, I just I don't know. No, I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't. I'd be like, oh yeah, another big faceless company. Fucked but up we something would awesome. we would need to talk about that. Yeah. If that happened, I would love to dive in because I mean that is a oh, story. That is Spider-Man: a juice Far ball. From Home, just big flop. Like <laughs> oh, shit. I'm not. I haven't. I mean, I I'm gonna watch it, and I'm probably it's probably gonna be great. But I don't know. Yeah, anything could suck. <laughs> it's true, dude. I've watched wrestling for like 25 years. It's it's, it's mostly, mostly been crap. shitty. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually, Marvel will misfire, but it hasn't really happened yet. But well, uh, Marvel. I mean, Mar- Marvel unlike- hasn't been Marvel has like the whole Fox and Sony Disney Marvel though. Disney Marvel is not. And you develop. I guess the point I'm making is I Amazon's a young is still young at this. Ms. Maisel's only had two seasons. Yeah. Yes, some of their other shows are longer running, but none of them are, are as acclaimed as this, right? I mean, the promise of the Expanse is is exciting. Lord of the Rings is exciting. Wheel of Time. Wheel of Time, Time is, is exciting. exciting. I've never um, even read Wheel of Time, but I'm just like, you mean a weird sci-fi and story? I re- and there's already people, and, yeah. and Evan, you'll love this. There's already people <laughs> There's already people out there on the internet that are mad at what they're doing with Wheel of Time because there was an article released that they're going to they're gonna cut stuff. Yeah. Look, the book series is like 15 books, and each book is like 900 pages. Yeah. I could have told you ahead of time they're gonna cut stuff. There's not they're not gonna have Rand running around for seven hundred pages going nowhere like the first book. Right. It's just not gonna happen. There's stuff that happens. There's that no it, and I I'll go as far as to say there's no equivalency between genres. When you port something to a different genre or a different, you know, form of disp- uh, 
disposition. It's dead. Um, distribution. Just it's going to be different. I'm curious. I like the Douglas Adams. Douglas Adams' statement on why Hitchhiker's Guide, when it went from book to game to radio play to TV to movie to whatever other way that Hitchhiker's Guide story has been regurgitated through different genres, different things, it's always different. He intentionally changes it because he's like, quit quit comparing. It's pointless. And that's not always it's a bad f- thing. It's just utterly pointless. It can be bad, but it's not always a bad thing. And I don't think they're going to change the essence of what the books were. But just so y'all are aware, Wheel of Time I'm watching closely because I think it's going to be one of the most challenging fantasy. I think it's a bold move. Yeah. Because the world of Wheel of Time has a lot of magic users. Um, In particular, in Wheel of Time, the way the source, what they call the sources, the magic essence or whatever that they tap into. Sorry, it nerds, but it's been a while since I've read them. Uh the female, there's a female and a male part to the source, to the magic. Males are generally not supposed to channel magic because they generally go insane. Females are allowed to, and it's even sanctioned by like the government and their, they run the show, basically. They're running the fucking show. Female, female casters are like the upper tier like running the show and their wards are usually males because they have warriors that they bind psychically to them that are like they can sense where they're 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 at if they're in danger there's a lot of shit in this show and then there's giant like the school of magic is this giant white tower that encompasses like a giant training yard with mages all over the place casting spells how the fuck are they they're gonna have to really hone in on not showing too much. Yeah. An art style. It, They'll pick an art style. They they're they can't show like in the books, oh, she channeled her tea to a boil. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's real easy to write that. And they writes Robert Jordan, the author of the book series, wrote a lot like that. Little things like she channeled the the whatever, the fumes slightly to her nose. It's like what? They can't do this on TV. So I think there's a lot of weird stuff like that that that's going to present a unique challenge where Game of Thrones, I always felt before HBO started, um, I had read that magic didn't play a big part. I I hadn't read the books, but I had read that magic didn't play a big part till later in the series. So it was a natural fit and a safer one for HBO to go, oh, we don't have to do a lot of magic at first and we can kind of gradually get there. With game with uh, I feel like with Wheel of Time, you're right out the gate. There's fucking magic everywhere, so gonna be interesting. I'm really hoping Harry, Harry like Potter work. That's an yeah. Well, I'm hoping there's an movie TV TV adaptation of Harry Potter at some point. I really hope so. God, but you know how hard. Well, they're doing it with Lord of the Rings, yep. but they're not doing, they're not doing the Lord movies. They're not doing the books. So the they Harry Potter, right? The Harry Potter thing's hard to do because the movies are so beloved by everybody. I think you, again, you don't retell the books. You just take the world. You sit. You get her. No, I would go in a writer, buy the no. book. The whole, whole series, thing. yes, yeah, yes. You don't think people would riot with the recasting of people? That's and, the part I think there would be trouble. No, not if they put enough time between the movies and the series. Kind of like the Matrix reboot, right? <laughs> Or is the Star Wars reboot again? I'm not going to grant that a response. No, but eventually, but, but eventually, like, there's a re- point where uh, 
it may it still may not be for the mate i don't think it should ever be with the matrix but a lot of people are arguing that it's been enough time to reboot it so i've, I've heard this I mean, it's been 20 like 20 years oh hey hey let's it's 20 let's, years uh, 20 fucking years yeah. it's, let's, let's reboot uh, everything let's reboot <laughs> they are they are pretty much <laughs> let's reboot uh gone with the wind <laughs> let's reboot north and south hey i want to reboot the mona lisa can we reboot? Let's art? re let's reboot the Dick Van Dyke show. I mean, let's go all the let's way back. Let's reboot. Let's let's reboot yeah. people. Let's <laughs> no, let's but let, let's let that that awful rumor that they were gonna like buy the like Lucasfilm was trying to buy the rights of actors' faces and then like oh, lay yeah. them over other people. So you'd like be like, that. hey, coming out this summer <laughs> here in the summer of 2019. Uh, uh, Marlon Brando and Will Ferrell in, <laughs> you know, Let's, my wacky uncle. So okay, a better analogy. Hey, maybe James Justin. Dean and and Rachel Ray in Star a new Wars. cooking show. The original Star Wars trilogy rebooted as a show. <sighs> not quite the same because they're not books. I get it. There, there's source material for Harry Potter, not right? Star Wars. Dude. So like in Star Wars, think more I like. How would you reboot? How would Star Wars be a TV show? They're about to do one called the what the, is but the it's Man not of the a, But no, you said the original trilogy. Yeah, and they how make in it God's name. They, go. they fill. Taylor. They fill all of that in. Taylor. Ah, oh, with a bunch of stuff that no one wants to see. The Hunger Games as a TV series. That wouldn't be bad. I'm you know, you want to know the truth about the Hunger Games with me? No. Okay. No, you can tell me. Oh, okay. So yeah, the Hunger Games. I watched all of them, and for some reason, I never watched the very last one. <laughs> so I think that says something about my priorities towards the Hunger Maybe Games. Maybe because the second to last one ended with Peta screaming into the camera. Like you're, maybe you're like maybe I don't want to watch the next one. I I think Hunger Games. I need got, to catch I think it on Hunger TV. Games got swallowed by the the deluge of similarly themed young adult movies that came out twilight around, not Di- twilight divergent. Not, there you go Di- what the, the, the what was the one that peter twilight. baelish was in that i always love like the scorch what was it called <laughs> uh the maze runner or some bullshit maze like runner? that yeah i, I just nowhere. remember the trailers of like peter peter baelish <laughs> Telling a, a group of nubile young boys, you'll never survive in the scorch. And I'm just like, what? and it's that same blue washed, gray washed scenes of like semi dystopian, but everything looks nowhere. fine. But the Divergent was the same way. The Divergent yeah, series. it was that weird kind of all the posters were like gray, blue and orange, gray, blue and but fire orange. The Hunger Games was a book series. Anything that's a book series can be a can I, be a TV show. I think so too. But I don't think movies transition to TV shows real well. I think Star Wars would be a disaster. Oh, I if they weren't telling an original story, like Mandalorian. Mandalorian's going to be an original story. It's more character focused. That's fine. Put it on Hulu. Sorry, <laughs> it's going to be on Disney Plus. <laughs> put pal. it on, put it on CBS All Access. It's going to be on Disney Plus. Please. Disney, you own the majority of Hulu. Just use Hulu. Don't. Make us subscribe to another one. No, but then we'll get you all so, to subscribe to another thing. For so I'm now. watching E3, Taylor, and uh, Mac from It's Always Sunny comes out, right? And he's talking about this new show where he's like, uh, his character is a video game designer. Okay. And, I like the sound of that and so far. And they're releasing this. They're, Could they're, be funny. He works. He's the creative designer for this game that's the biggest MMO of all time. So it's basically WoW, but it's called Mythic Quest in the show. 
and they're about to release this big expansion called Raven's Blood or Raven's something, Raven's Banquet. So it's Mythic Quest Raven's Banquet. It's the name of the show. And uh, he's talking about the show, and he's showing some clips from it, and it looks really good. And then he's go exclusive to Apple TV Plus. And I'm like, so I'll never watch it. Yeah. And there you go. That is where that's the problem of the future. Not everyone is going to survive. No. No. With all of the streaming. Apple, I don't know what they're doing, but they don't have anything to offer me. No. And I have an Apple TV, and I'm still like giving them the finger on this one. I'm like, I'm not going to subscribe to your thing that makes you makes other companies pay you part of the freaking subscription to like Netflix if they put Netflix on their their super TV app. By the way, what is this fascination that people have to have it all in the one app? What's the big deal about well, scrolling we've, we've, over to Netflix? We've bitched about scrolling that. Over we've to, literally bitched the other side of that argument. I've heard, I remember you saying that you don't like that things are split up into multiple. That's on my computer with games. Mm-hmm. And I don't like them being split because then you have to subscribe to a bunch of things. But I'm just saying from the standpoint of, okay, I click over to Hulu. I click over to Netflix or I click over to Amazon. That's all I have right the now. The big three. Those are the three things I have. I don't have cable or any yeah. IP TV or anything. That's not that hard to do, honestly. But I guess I'm re- I'll retract some of what I said but before. Then you, That's not that hard to do. But say you want to watch Picard or Discovery, and then you get CBS All Access. That, there's where I get S- the problem. Say you want to watch um, this new show, Mythic Quest Raven's Banquet, Apple TV+. Plus. You, you want to watch Star Wars. you got to get Disney+. Plus. Right. It's the same with game studios now. They're doing like Microsoft has Xbox Game Pass and Xbox Game Pass... Ultimate. Well, the, well Microsoft have, is starting to put their entire back catalog on Steam, aren't they? Yeah, they no, they that. they are doing better. Microsoft, Microsoft is going to release plus. Halo. They're not the only one. There's like Ubisoft. Ubisoft. Yeah, Ubisoft, Ubisoft is, has its own. Epic is another. Blizzard one. has their own. Blizzard has their own. Yeah, uh, there's so many. So you know, I when think you really think about it, three, three, three. How major is it that Microsoft is going to put all their games on Steam? That means Minecraft is going to be on Steam. That's like a bajillion I think players. Microsoft for the last 10 years has been teasing PC gamers that they were going to do something for gaming, yeah. for gamers, and they always let us down. They're always Damn. like, oh, well, now we got the, store, the Windows store for games that nobody goes to, right. and it sucks. So eventually Microsoft just this year just finally said, finally, like Evan's been saying, they it's finally said, hey, we will put it on the Microsoft Store. We will put it on Xbox. Uh, you'll be able to... I think that the the trick of it is is they're trying to link... If you use it on the Windows Store, it'll link to your Xbox Live account, Yeah, is my understanding. If you do it on Steam, it won't, is what but I'm it'll thinking. it'll be on your Steam account, which, which is, is more matters. important for most PC gamers. But yeah. So, But no, uh, uh, going back, I think here's where I, I am. Three is okay. When I get beyond three... It starts to get s- at about five, and it's it's about the price too. So let's say Apple makes it easy, and that's why everybody's getting their app, and everybody's going through it. And it's all on the same app. You're still paying if you got five different services. That's going to add up to seventy, eighty bucks a month. So it's bullshit. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, but going back capitalism to, uh, for you, they're going to get you either way. They're not going to let you go. You're in the web. You've always been in the web. With all of that said, I think Marvelous Mrs. Maisel is a good example of some of this fragmentation is producing good results. 
We can't Stuff's deny that. Stuff's just getting made. Stuff's getting made. And it only because it's, it's a cute idea, and they're like, "Yeah, what? The, why the fuck not?" You know what I mean? Ra- ratings off the. Would this show have been greenlit on NBC, ABC? No. None of them. You know, Fox. It wouldn't have been as good. So I think they would have fiddled with it, and it would have been, you know, like they have to market research it and have like, you know, social media influencers farting with it, and you know, like I'll, I'll use a good example of of them ruining something. Uh, that show with the dude from It's Always Sunny that plays Dennis and Pat Oswald, AP Bio. I heard it was about on it. NBC. Yeah. Was apparently brilliantly funny, but NBC doesn't know how to advertise a show like that. They don't know how to feature a show like that. If that show had been on FX or Netflix or Amazon or anything else, it probably would have done pretty good. But it just tanked on NBC because they just would shuffle it from days to days and stick it between stuff that no one wants to watch. And it's just network, like networks. I, I'm a contradiction because I, I, as I complain about these streaming fragmentation on TV, I like it better than what I just heard Evan say, which is that mod, the old model of sticking it in certain time slots and having to advertise for it a certain way and sleazy guys in suits kind of... You know what this show needs? You know what it needs? Uh, some uh, cute ethnic a, kids there. Bro. We need a, something a little cherry on top to get this I got this actress I'd like to up. put in this show. She's a friend of my 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 daughter's. She's real funny. Uh, she's an improv chair. You, we're just going to make her one of the high school students. We're gonna, she's going to gonna have a couple scenes with Pat, and it's going to be great. But this is not the idea I had for my show. This is my show. Now we got to have some notes. <laughs> Yeah, we got some notes here for you, little. Sir, we're bringing yeah, in. This yeah. is a, a one of the biggest uh, paid consultants in the entire industry. I know it's oh, your yeah. show. Here he is. Uh, we call him the CBS exec. Uh, what's the show about? Teachers? Or, uh, teachers. Yeah. Need some tits in the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I don't know. I I I don't trust anything that comes out of the network generally, unless it's like I I. Like I, you know, there's certain things that live in a weird little bubble, like Agents of Shield. But I, for the most part, I don't, I don't pay much attention. I don't even know why I pay for PlayStation. But what about most of the time, except for Food Network? Yeah, I'm a. You if know, I could just pay for a weird thing that would play Food Network and Cooking Channel I for me, it. I'd be fine. I killed it. I finally, I ditched it. I'm probably gonna cancel it uh, until NBA season starts again. You know, that's just kind of how I feel about it at this point. I mean, with me saving fifty bucks a month. If there's a show I'm missing, I can probably just buy I, it for cheaper on Amazon. I'm so you know? grossed out right now by WWE as a company. Yeah. I uh, canceled my WWE Network <laughs> subscription. That's a statement. Yep. I still enjoy watching a lot of their subsidiary shit on, on the streaming, but I, I can't. The, the Saudi Arabia bullshit is a bridge way too far for me. I just I can't agree with them going, yeah, no, I know they're murdering people, but it's a lot of money. And I'm just like, Barf. So, have you all seen the the uh, countdown that Marvel has been putting on their Twitter Twitter account? Mm. What are they doing a mysterious countdown? So or something? it started three days ago when they put up the number four made out of spider webs, and uh, people were thinking that it was going to be a, a Sam Raimi Spider Man four. <laughs> that's, that's originally what? That's originally what they thought. I missed this. That would have been awesome. So, um, <laughs> it's or, just they're all back. They fucking or, have. I'm something of a scientist myself. Uh, James Frank goes back. And uh, other people thought it was going to be a 
uh, Fantastic Four crossover into Spider-Man. Mm. But basically, um, every day they've put up a new image. Uh, two days ago, it was three. Uh, yesterday it was two. All just made out of spider webs, and today was one. Okay. And uh, it says right here that Sabolsky, who is uh, uh, the editor-in-chief of Marvel, says no one is going to see this one coming. So I want to I want to know what your speculation is. Is it on the Marvel what? like movie? Yeah, is it, I'm pretty sure. Or is it a comic? It's book It's gotta thing? be a comic book thing. I, I I don't know. No one knows. But I'm just wondering what you think it might be. And it's a four counting down from four, three, two, mm-hmm. one. And it's just the main Marvel Twitter. Yeah. Can it's you can you show me? It's a, a it's a comic book. Can you show me a picture or, or yeah, anything? It's coming up right now. I think it's a it's got to be a comic book thing. Top box office, see the number one in spiderwebs. That was today. I. So okay, there is another possibility. They could be releasing uh, information that would indicate there would be some sort of additional crossovers from the Spider-Man, Sony. Verse, quit it. There is no <laughs> Spider-Man Sony verse. There is no oh, Spider-Man fuck. Sony. Come my on. Spi- tw- so make what? My dream come true. Somebody make my dream come true. There is zero. The, you know what the Sony <laughs> Spider-Man was? Andrew Garfield, and it is done. <laughs> That is not all that shit you techni- always bring no, up about the no, Sinister no, no. Six was I, all had to do with Andrew Garfield. Venom, and it's so Venom, dumb. Venom, it Venom was a standalone it. movie, no. and they ain't. It's not all of that. Go nothing. To the, go to the nothing. Wiki. Nothing that you've said about Morbius might come Mor- out, but it's going to be a Morbius. Failure. It's the same. It's all going to be a the fail same pile. universe as Venom. It's going to be a bu- another. You know what Venom is? Something I'm still. I it's I could watch it now on Amazon, and I don't give a fuck. And you know what? What you just said, with Jake Gyllenhaal being Mysterio and he might be coming through a portal, I heard, or something. We don't really know yet. No. It's a perfect opportunity for the Spider-Verse to kind of... Taylor, you're <laughs> fucking dreaming. You know why they bring up the multiverse? Because they've... Are, you know what? They, 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 they literally brought up the multiverse. Damn it. it. Come on, guys. Did you watch Doctor Strange? This is what I always yes. say to people. Yes, you know I what? There's literally a character that more or less looks to camera and goes, the multiverse? And then everyone's playing on the this, uh, oh, there's a Mysterio's going to open up the multiverse theory. And I'm like, there's literally a movie about that. It's called Doctor Strange. They are not linking. The only things they're going to maybe bring over is maybe X-Men and stuff one of these days, but they're not just going to dump it into the main continuity via a Spider-Man movie. It's just not going to happen. And Venom is garbage. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! It's a waste. Come I don't on. care how moderately good Venom was. It's it a waste. Good. It's a waste of a good character that could be used by God dang Marvel to, in a Marvel movie. Not Tom Hardy <laughs> cracking <laughs> shitty jokes with bad CGI, and then everyone's standing around going, "Hey, it's not as much of a steaming pile as we thought it was going to be. Isn't that better than Venom being a part of the cool Tom Holland Spider-Man movies? We Morbius is coming but- out with like Nicolas Cage or something. Who?" gives a foop <laughs> who cares <laughs> screw sony quit it that's all i have to say to sony if they try to do any sort of half-assed but spider-man said, crap without spider-man in it 
But you said it yourself that if if it's going to be dumb. Well, no, but you said it yourself that in order to properly do the Venom symbiote story, you need Spider-Man. Well, yeah, you do, and I agree with you there. But I'm also you've also made the point that you got to make a choice. You either do the Norman Osborn Sinister Six stories with Spider-Man, or you do the symbiote. And they got Mysterio. They're doing traditional Spider-Man on that side. Um, um, stuff. By the way, uh. Since we were talking about movies, I thought it'd be interesting just to do a quick read on Rotten Tomatoes for a throwback from season one, which nobody listened to. Um, <laughs> 23% Men in Black Internet. I think this is an interesting list because it shows the state of, mo- of movies right now to an extent. Men in Black International. Twenty three percent rotten. I sent that. But how much? I sent that image made. to you all the other day. That was the first time I'd ever but seen. But how much? Thirty money. point thirty point one million. And That's how much did the movie much. cost? Uh, I don't. I don't know. I'm. I'm just. This is what I have to say though. This is my point. Every time we be like, it's got no. Re-. I'm like, yes. But do you notice how these shitty movies that get twenty percent still just keep getting made because they make money. Ratings now mean nothing for the most part. For the they for the they sport. mean nothing they when it comes to what 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 really matters in is which is how much money the movie made. All they have to do is release it in China or some other country where they don't quite know what good what, you know have the standards we do. They're just like oh a movie, like it's gonna make its money back. It's it's gonna make more than its money back. They all do. They don't all. That's that's not just, true. And I got just, there's something on, there's something on this shit. there's and something then, on this list. Hold on, let me let me get through a few of these. By the way, the the Men in Black has already made money. It's it made money. It made its money back, and then it's, everyone made a profit. It's Men only in Black a, th- it's only ahead by two point eight million right now. Okay, so it's ba- oh, it's it only, not a hit. It only made more money than I'll ever see my entire life. No, but but for a studio to risk that budget, it probably had like a hundred million dollar budget or 110. something. Okay, yeah. So I was about on target. So it for that budget making two million is not worth the risk. So that's a failure. Um, anyway, Secret Life of Pets <laughs> failure. <laughs> Secret Life of Pets two fifty seven Aladdin fifty seven Rocket Man eighty nine Dark. Phoenix, 23% RT. Huge budget. Someone, uh, someone recently... Complete fucking flop. Someone re- recently Pig. was like, it's good. You need to go watch it. And I'm like, uh, no. I, I'm done with the X-Men movies. Third, I watched Apocalypse. I watched Apocalypse. I watched X-Men Apocalypse with my arms crossed. 33% Shaft, 40% Godzilla, and then you get John Wick with 89 because John Wick rules. Dark, Dark Phoenix is only ahead by seven million right now. It's the worst perform. So this is the good. So news. it still made money a little bit. But you got to remember a little bit. The, Evan, it, it was oh, the, just, just listen. I know that it matters. That is listen. Nothing. I know that it matters. That is that some. But the when it make when it ticks over that making money point, and all of a sudden they start making money, they're just like fucking fuck it. Did that account they for the care? ad budget though? I don't know. It says two hundred million is the budget. It's made 207 so far at the box office. Taylor, sometimes those studios, don't include the ad budget. These I'm studios sure. would release two hours of somebody just rubbing two pieces of styrofoam together <laughs> if they could make a few million bucks from okay, it. Okay, you know what's making these movies successful now? China. Yes. All they have to do is release it in China, and everyone in China it's goes, China. 
even if even if the they know it sucks too, and there's enough people, and they just go release it in another market, and they make the money, and it doesn't matter. The American box office is not making these movies profitable. It is overseas now, so they're 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 just kind of re- they keep making the, garbage. Keep, yeah, Dark Phoenix has grossed fifty four point eight million in the United States and Canada, Oof. and one hundred and fifty two that's a million flop in other territories. So, so that's a flop. One hundred and fifty two million dollars is a flop. No, no. Add that. What did you say? America? No, you had that. You had to add. I'm saying from the American. It made three times as much money overseas. Right. Than yeah. Tra- I'm just saying traditionally. I don't give a fuck. No, no. Listen to my point. Traditionally, I know it's changed now, but normally, if you went back 25, just 25, 30 years, the international would be the lesser component almost always. Because when internationals, they, they, when they said they weren't rich enough. they weren't, no, they weren't, t- yeah, they weren't talking about China. They weren't rich was, enough they weren't, Well, they weren't being released there. Well, yeah. They, they, when they said international, they were talking about like Europe. Right. But that's Europe because China America. wasn't developed, the middle class wasn't developed enough well, to have theaters no, they, and they, The country wouldn't based, let the movies in. Based like, that, there are no that, movies. No, they, that's a factor, but I'm telling you, there's a huge economic factor here. China's middle class has grown leaps and bounds. Yeah, that's why like they're, the they're, they're over there now. But, but like... I, I don't. I, I'm. What I'm trying to tell you is that's not a good stat to be losing money from the U.S. Canadian market. You want a movie? Can a strong movie starts okay. out with good. Then how were I there a little seven? To do here. How were there okay, seven go. Transformers? All right. Movies? So this is about. This is still. I don't know. This is still about um, Dark Phoenix, and it's going to take a little bit. Hold on. Based on its global opening, Deadline Hollywood estimated the film would lose the studio a hundred to one hundred twenty million dollars. In the United States of Canada and Canada, Dark Phoenix was released alongside Secret Life of Pets 2 and was initially projected to gross 50 to 60 million, uh, with the studio expecting a 40 to 50 million debut. However, after making 14 million on its first day, uh, from Thursday night previews, the lowest X Men total from, uh, since the Wolverine's 4 million, projections were lowered to 34 million. Uh, I'll skip ahead. In other territories, the film was projected to gross 120 to 135 million, including 50 to 60 from China, for a global debut of 170 million. The film only made 13 million dollars on its first day in China. Oh wow! Oof. Uh, yeah. Wow. So it's even the Chinese are saying no to this shit. Yeah. Well, the very idea that we're dealing with an X-Men movie with the same continuity as the 2001 X-Men movie. Is bananas. They need to stop. They need to stop. Just hard re. If there's ever if there's ever a time for a reboot where we would advocate a reboot, this is how many of the most iconic X Men from the comics and the cartoon and stuff were given no justice in the movies. Do you remember, you know the name Kurt Loder? You remember Kurt Loder? Yeah, the, the, the MTV, news, guy? MTV news guy. So he says, he re- he writes for a magazine called Reason. He says, there are several things wrong with Dark Phoenix. I'm tempted to say everything is wrong with it, except that the picture is largely in focus and the <laughs> credits appear to be uh, correctly spelled. That's what he said. <laughs> I feel like the X-Men brand is... Remember when we were in? Remember in the late, mid to late nineties, X Men was everything. Oh yeah, God. no one gave a fuck about Spider Man or Captain America or Iron Man. Everybody loved the X Men. <laughs> if you saw Spider Man on a cover, it was Spider Man and Wolverine yeah. or whatever. 
The X-Men were everything. Every little kid was Wolverine with the claws and the bar. Those movies have just, especially the, I, and listen, I, there are some things I like about the first class era movies. I liked some of the performances. I liked James McAvoy as Professor X. I liked, uh, uh, um, what's his name as, as, as Magneto, like both the two of them real good, but wow, were those movies just a big mess. (laughs) Yeah. And and this is, and this is also, and this is also taking into account the time travel elements of Endgame. We need to be done with time travel. I liked Logan though. We need to be, well, time, it had no time travel. No, no, I know. I'm just saying saying, as a movie, I I did. All right. All right. Superhero guys. We need, because I know Dark Phoenix had a bit of time travel involved in it, apparently. And it's just like, all right, guys, enough. It's done. We're done with time travel. We need to do something different to fix to, to you know. All right. I'm going to bring us back home um, for Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Evan, do you want to change your rating? Nope. I like mine. Okay. Taylor, you just gave it a rating, so I'm sure that's going to stick. So you're going to put it up. You're going to raise it, right? I might. I actually might raise it eventually. Oh. Not right now. Okay. But uh, I think I'll probably raise it some. I think mine's going to stay where it is, too. So, yay. Cool. It's a good show. Everyone should watch Fabulous Movie Man. Um, and, it's, and it's short. You don't have to yeah, dedicate great. much time. That's, it's, I think it's all, 18. That is my selling point. The first season's only ep- eight episodes, that's, I think. That's my selling point for Good Omens. It is six hour-long episodes, and it is super fun and funny and great. It's Amazon is starting to hit. They're starting to click, and they're starting to realize what they're good at. But they're people that watch their shit want. You know what I mean? So it's it's. I'm really excited about Amazon over the next couple of years. But I've been on board with Amazon forever. I have some my 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 library on Amazon is so deep. I just buy stuff. I like like I have most of it's always sunny. I have pretty pretty much all of it. So you're sunny. you're a shill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know what? You know what's not not a shill thing? Just two day shipping. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, it is good. And they that's... were br- this was the brilliance of Amazon. He coupled that whole shipping stuff with that's how he made the their their video stuff a, a success. They're like, hey, you already got that shipping prime. You, you get this too now. Guess what? Hey, and and get hyped for Expanse Season 4 later this year. When? It doesn't say. It's it's wrapped. It's coming out. Yeah. I know, but when? In the fall, probably. In the fall. The fall's going to be big, baby. Netflix, Stranger Things. In the fall, baby, baby. Fall, baby. Yeah, we're going to wait and do Stranger Things, hopefully. Because it comes out soon. It comes out real soon. No, I don't don't think it comes till October. Are you sure? No, No, it's sooner than that. (laughs) No, you're wrong. It's sooner. Okay. Yeah. I, I my impression was it was Octoberish of this year. I thought it was like in a in a month or two. Well, I hope so. Month? I hate that. I think wait. it's like July fourth. Honestly, yeah, no, it's on July fourth. Oh wow, July fourth, July fourth. Yes, sir. Wow, 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 wow. really? Wow. wow, Stranger Things wow. are they're changing it up. You know, previous uh, seasons <laughs> were kind of Easter on Halloween. Now I guess it's going to be uh, kind of a Fourth of July thing. That's awesome! Wow, wow, wow. 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 You know what I like? Hop. Hop on that show, Hopper. He, I want to see Owen Hop. Wilson do, uh, have his own show, uh, fantasy, no, I could, fantasy I could, I could show. I could be on Stranger Things. I could be a doctor, like an evil doctor. I could be like, hey, uh, Eleven, I'm going to strap this to your head. I'm sorry. Oh, God. Wow. 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 Oh, wow. You're like psychic. Wow. wow. 
Oh, wow, you're crushing my brain with your brain. Wow. Wow. Oh, there's blood <laughs> coming out of my crooked nose. Wow. Oh, wow. Right, I'm just going to play a random song from the uh, from the show. The I think what Justin touching on the music, I really like the soundtrack. Yeah. Uh, I think it fits the mood really well. I like the bright, colorful scenes in the show. It's Whoa. It's beautiful to look at. And it just feels high quality. Your Wi-Fi is not working today. Hey, Justin, I'm going to need you to come over and help me. Look at my Wi-Fi extenders because they're being funny. I'm on your main network, but that's fine. So watch The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. It'll take you about a week because it's really addicting. Man, I made the mistake of watching season two, and I didn't realize it had just came out, but I had finished season one, and I went right into season two. Apparently, season two had just, had just come on, and I uh, I realized I had a long wait. It made me sad. But we have, look at it this way, there's so much great stuff coming out next year yeah. that when it comes out, we'll be looking probably at ads for fantasy shows coming out witcher on netflix yeah lots of witcher in, lots of interesting stuff coming up that i'm scared witcher's gonna be shitty Taylor. me too i'm real terrified i'm i'm afraid they're gonna butcher one of my favorite game series it's gonna be sad if they do place of power medallions is he really the best person to play Geralt of rivia really I'm shrugging now folks i don't know john yeah, hammond could do Hamill. it John Ham, just throw John Ham in. <laughs> hey, how you doing? I'm Gerald. I'm here to. Uh, I hear you've got a a a, a Rougarou, a Wendigo. <laughs> Rolls up in an Impala. Oh, um, I, I want to see more. I think that Miss Maisel may go up with more of it too. Yeah, for me. Uh, it's only 18 episodes. Is all I got to go on here. So it's not like it's a lot, but. Damn, does it do a good job. Yeah. So? I think we've uh, slammed that one into the end of the ground, guys. We don't have that many shows left before we start. We strongly things. recommend it. We have some great other shows coming up for you. We're going to have one Stranger Things. So Stranger Things might be the next one, right? Uh, No. The next, next one. Next, next one, I think. Next we, one we might will be... I, in fact, I'm going to go and say, I think we should do Halt and Catch Fire next. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, what a show that half the what ha- that? half of the several people listening go halt, halt and catch what no halt like ninety ninety nine percent of the people that are listening will probably be like halt what? and catch fire although if they've been listening to our podcast for any amount of time we have talked about halt and catch fire a we lot have, yeah so it's a good ass show they because it's a no one knows about it and it's a damn good show that got completely three, overlooked three hundred thousand people watched that last season last yeah. season it's bad. We're, thank you, AMC, once again, and we'll thank you again in that episode. A couple football for, stadiums full of people. For having the, the integrity, that's the type of thing you wouldn't get with the NBC Just Keep shows. it on until it's done. Just finish it. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. TV. TV, we love it. And yeah, that's about it. All right. See you next time. Farts. <laughs>
Right? Tell everybody what a nice person you were, too. <laughs> I think that a lot of marriages went west, you know, they went split up uh, in my generation because ladies didn't know that guys were different. I mean, different, it's very tough for chicks to realize that, that although we speak the same language, that you're you can have babies. It's different. You're so... It's like no guy ever cheated on his wife, ever. But ladies would get hurt and want to leave the husbands because they thought the husbands cheated, and they never did cheat. Because what cheating means, I know, to a lady, means kissing and hugging and liking somebody. You have to at least like somebody. Guys, that doesn't enter into it. All the time, no. Ladies are one emotion, and guys detach. Not consciously detach, but they just do detach. Like, a lady can't go through a plate glass window and go to bed with you five seconds later. But guys can have head-on collisions with Greyhound buses <laughs> in disaster areas. Everybody's laying dead on the highway. Not only the hospital, in the ambulance, the guy makes play for the nurse. <laughs> How could he do a thing at a time like that? I got horny. <laughs> what? You're hot. How could you be hot when your foot was cut off and you're dead? I don't know. He's an animal! He got hot with his foot cut off. I guess I'm an animal. I don't know. Okay. What did you get hot at? The nurse's uniform. It's a moron, that's all. He's just an animal. A... No, it's guys detach and has nothing to do with them liking, loving. You put guys in a desert island, they'll do it to mud. Mud. So if you caught your husband with mud, somehow you could get overseas there. Mud! Don't talk to me, that's all. You piece of shit, you'll leave me alone, that's all. Go with your mud, have fun. You want dinner? Get your mud to make dinner for you, that's all. That's it. It's just that you can't get angry at them. You can't, you can't want to leave them for that at all. No, it's, um, you know, it's actually subjective, but in retrospect, I really get a kick out of it, that getting divorced, the only true get-even device, because I'm really convinced that no guy ever leaves a chick, you know. When chicks get cold, they really get cold. That's, it's over, really. When it's over with them, it's over. And guys can't ever figure that out. They always figure it's one more time there. Yeah. And the guy's like, they can't, right. Bonk, bonk, bonk. Yeah, because th here's what I figured it is. You always hear chicks say, you know, oh, I wish I could meet a man, you know, some, some dignity, and this guy, a guy can walk all over, you know, I just be really a man, a man. But chicks don't know that it's, it's, guys are like dogs. You know, you take a dog, you beat the shit up, pow! Pow, keep coming back. Ladies are like cats. You yell at a cat once, Siamese cat, psh, they're gone. So that kind of quality that ladies are looking for, you really want a guy to act like a lady. Because there's a ladylike trait, that kind of spunk and they don't need anything. Yeah.